Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Brad. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all a little better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we are live on Facebook Live and YouTube. Come check us out there. If you have a question, comment, uh, concern, otherwise, you can let us know on facebook and youtube and be a part of the show here on a monday we've got a lot of guests to get to on this monday including coming up at four o'clock zach kaplan from wnct channel nine we'll talk ecu athletics and more with zach as he'll join us here in the pirate radio studios also in hour number two earlier today i was able to talk to ecu volleyball coach adler augustine and a couple of pirate players jennings hall and juliana askew they are headed to the postseason and they'll be hosting some postseason games coming up this friday and hopefully saturday as well Minji's will be the site for some volleyball action uh, and the pirates will play the citadel coming up friday at six o'clock in Minji's as they are in uh, the invitational tournament and a chance to survive and advance coming up this weekend so we talked about that earlier you'll hear that on today's show in hour number two jason nichols joins us to tie a bow on the ecu football season in the third hour of today's show his falcons win and they are at the top of a brutal division in the nfc south we've got panthers news to talk about with chandler and joey at some point and uh, a lot more on the show shirley rhodes is here young joey video production today lrb to my left chan out wide to my far left how's everybody how's everybody doing what's up clipper how are you um, Chandler's down in the dumps. I am excited. Uh, ECU's football season is over. I am excited. And I'm, I'm looking forward to 2024. It's not, but the offseason is just beginning, which is going to be wild, I think. I mean, the, the you can already tell. The, the coaching carousel, now the transfer portal, everything is uh, starting to spin, 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 and uh, certainly a lot to follow uh, now that the actual games are over, Clipper um yeah this is uh this is going to be one we're gonna have to pay attention to because uh we have an opening at offensive coordinator we are probably going to see some staff changes and it is respect my decision season it is with that being said season we're going to see some fancy graphics after talking to family and friends and some really neat fonts and we're going to see a lot of transfers everywhere but uh certainly here at ecu and it's going to be about uh, filling those spots. And, and right now, all we have is Tegan Wilk, who announced uh, that he would be entering the portal before the end of the season. But uh, that will be uh, – he will be joined by many, I would think. 
and look that's just the reality of it blake harrell said it a couple weeks ago whether you're the national champion or you're 0 and 12 you're going to have departures from your program for different reasons and uh that is going to happen here at east carolina and we will keep you up to date with all of that on uh, our show here every day at three or online pr927 uh, all of our social media accounts and, and the wild thing is, is basically everybody's contract has come to an end and it's it's free agency you know it's 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 your i mean could you imagine if the nfl let their or the professional teams they, they have their players under contract so you have to you have to trade if you want to get somebody off the commanders or panthers or braves or or phillies or whatever but uh you know when in college football in the nil portal era it is uh hey look december 4th Free agency begins, and uh, I guess as long as you finish up your semester, then you can uh, get into the school of wherever you want to go and get paid. Go for it. Um, Jamie is in the chat. Jamie, I was going to wait for you because I was going to give you props. I said it before the show, off the air to these guys. Uh, you, the Colts fan, said that Frank Reich was a bad hire. Frank Reich is a fraud. I thought he was a fine hire um jamie you were right uh frank reich out as panthers coach did not even survive the first full season as the panthers coach he is done and david tepper continues to be the goat at firings this guy can fire people like nobody's business in two different sports he's firing uh football coaches he's firing soccer coaches and he cannot wait to make the next hire because he'll be one step closer to firing that guy yeah this guy is the ultimate firer? Is he better than Steinbrenner? No, but Stein, I feel like used to roll through some people. Oh yeah, he would. Uh, what Billy Martin? He'd fire him and then bring him back. Yes, um, which could happen for the Panthers because <laughs> Ron Rivera is going to need a job. <laughs> could Ron Rivera be back? Did I see the result? Or did I see the reports today that he's probably going to be done after the year? Who? I thought I saw something about that. Ron Rivera's definitely gone after the year. I don't know if he makes Why not go ahead and make that decision now? What's the matter? Worry about your team and your owner. We've got our own problems. I know. I I was just trying to uh, get away from our situation because it is ugly in Charlotte um, when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. And uh, when will David Tepper realize that he's the problem? When is well, he, he's not. This is a Snyder thing. He's not. Gonna, nobody can fire him. He can't. Does fire he himself. even think that he is the problem? No, he's not. He's a great firer. He needs to find a guy that can be a hirer. He can handle the firings. Let somebody else do the hirings. Yeah. Susan Dean says another no victory Monday. Another Panther coach fired. What a life to be a Panthers fan. Now it didn't take a thousand hashtags from like it did Susan last year. No, she didn't even Matt start Rule. her campaign yet. No, I mean she had that campaign for Matt Rule being fired, and it finally worked out. And uh, she didn't even get a chance to start her campaign for Frank Reich before he was booted out of Charlotte again. So. And this will be good to address with Ellerby here. There are rumors in the chat floating around again. Eric said, is Chan a free agent? I hope not. Tyler said rumors that Chan is transferring still. So I don't know where these came from, but a lot of people think, Chandler, maybe you uh, are leaving Pirate Radio. Uh, those reports are not true. Do not listen to anything you see on social media. Um, I will not. I have not entered my name into the transfer portal. Have you talked And I will any? not enter my name into the transfer portal. I'm not leaving. Do you I, have an agent? I don't. I'm my own agent. <laughs> you that's why nobody else is that goddamn me. <laughs> but i am staying i'm not leaving i'm a pirate radioer for life 
All right. Chandler. Famous last words. Can't wait to play that back when you leave one day. Chandler's like Kramer. We don't even pay him. He just shows up every day. That's what it? makes this. I so did good. that for four and a half years. <laughs> he's just he, he interned as a freshman, and he's just he's interning as an eighth year for a senior. I, I I mean, we all leave the building, you know, in the evening. I assume Chandler just doesn't come right back in and spend the night, you know. But uh, who knows? But. Uh, Tyler Chandler. said, I think he's going to pull a skip Holtz. I mean, we've had a lot of people say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not looking to leave and leave. So it makes me nervous. Chan- um, Mike Elko in Durham is going through that right now. By the way, you called that. I did call that. How about that? Mike Elko getting the job at Texas A&M after telling Duke fans and players that he was not leaving. Of course. Happens every <laughs> year, all the time. Chandler, if you if, if you could pick one right now, and this were your only two choices to be the next Panthers head coach, and it was either Jim Harbaugh or Lincoln Riley. Who would you take? Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. Without a question. He's been there, done that, gone to a Super Bowl. He's Yeah, I mean, he has the track record. He has the resume of the NFL, as you said, has been to the Super Bowl. He's a cheater. And look. He, he already fine. has he already has game film on the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, he's got Saints <laughs> film already. He's, he's got self. I mean, what's he been doing the last three weeks? I mean, Connor Stallions has every but NFL team. He ready. had he has the Texans number two. He had Joey go to that game to get film. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so he's got it all. Uh, all right, so there's that. Uh, Ellerby, East Carolina, looking to fill a spot, offensive coordinator. I think uh, I think I, I have a feeling on who it's going to be. Who's it going to be? You got a feeling? A coach that was fired today. A longtime coach. Middle Tennessee State's Rick Stockstill. He's coming back? I feel like... So he was an offensive coordinator here, right? With John Thompson. (laughs) And and then flirted with being a head coach here. He was hired, basically. I think think he was offered the job and then got on the plane and went back to Middle Tennessee and didn't come back. After Ruff was fired? No, before... Before before Ruff was hired. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Rick Stockstill, I think, was offered the job by Terry Holland and then uh, just did not... Got back on the plane, and uh, the crazy thing, I just, I just read this story about Rick Stockstill. But he, he just signed an extension in 2022 in Middle Tennessee. He's been there 18 years. They owe him $5 million. Hmm. I mean, like, I mean, as I said, just three years ago, COVID, everybody was broke. And then not only, Texas A&M, not only, did, not only did they pay Jimbo $75, $76, 77000000 to leave, but now Elko has like a $5 million buyout that they're going to have to pay Duke. On top of that, and then start paying Elko. Texas A&M has just got endless money. Yeah. Uh, Alex said, you can tell us Duke's uh, fans' first time dealing with the coach leaving. They are shocked. He said he was going to stay and is now gone. Yeah, I mean, look, you can't trust anything these guys say. How many Duke fans are really shocked? I mean, it, it can't be that many. Fans. They're all over the place. I mean, I've watched Duke football this year, and NC State looked like they had a home game when they were losing to Duke at Wallace Wade this year. So, I, I don't think... Duke's really shocked too much. Alex uh, also said earlier, am I right? There was no Cowboy on the last two fifth quarter shows? I think he was on... Has it really been two in a row? Our buddy Rod from Wilmington? I saw that comment earlier, and I don't remember him calling in the other night. I know he didn't call the other night. He said he he hoped he's okay. Hey, Uh, fellas. Rod, if you're uh, out there, call in. Let us know. We missed you on the uh, fifth quarter the other night. So so back to the – are you you starting the bring back Rick Stockstill? No. Campaign? I'm not. I I don't want that to happen. You're not the campaign manager? It just seems like it would make sense. How would it make sense? Because he's just an old dude who – I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't know the candidate list, but that would make sense to me. 
a head coach that was just fired and i could hear mike houston saying we're bringing in a guy with a ton of experience he's uh he knows how to to work in offense he's been a head coach what's your what's your candidate list see i I don't i just said i don't know it it, it makes sense if if he also bringing his quarterback with two years experience that just led led conference usa and in passing and uh and touchdown efficiency or whatever whatever stats i mean then all of a sudden the, the 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 shine on the rick stockstill car looks a lot brighter yeah, I, I I would rather go a, a younger route, but I could just see that happening. I, I could see it in my my head. I mean, it, it, the portal the portal with the offensive coordinator seems to need to go hand in hand. Well, uh, I, I mean, when are they going to hire an offensive coordinator? It might be this week, which would be before the portal opens. Now you're saying maybe you hire a guy that's already got a quarterback in there. Porter deals already done. I mean, I think players already had their deals done. They have them done through their friends or former high school coaches or whatever. The, the people that are that that are getting ready in the portal, if the, the smart ones in the portal already have a deal done, they, they've got their what did you call their graphic? The respect my decision graphics. Yeah, they, they've already got their happy to announce graphic ready to go too. They're just waiting till what is it next Monday afternoon when we're giving away prizes in the treasure chest. They're going to be giving away. Uh, prizes on social media to where they're 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 blessed to uh be receiving an offer from x university there's another uh offensive guru that's available mm. dana holgerson yeah bring in dana says no one yeah well no one is the person's name <laughs> yeah. on youtube but who is anyone actually saying bring in dana um would he come here no no okay. he he would go to like coach rehab at alabama or something he, he would go take a bigger job than east carolina you, that would be a different rehab than probably he's normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah rehabbing more than just one thing it would be awkward him coming here too he Why? had some choice words for yeah. east carolina in, back in the day right and yeah. i say a few years they ago. were keeping the uh the food out of his mountaineers players mouth so let's speculate the type of person we're speculating do you think this person that Male. comes in as <laughs> is that for you're going male i'm gonna say it's gonna be a man a man so we're going man we'll all agree on that yes let's give me the age range give me a six-year window of what you think his uh, age is going to be um i mean the way mike houston operates i'm trending older am i doing what i want or what i think is going to happen what's good what you think is going to happen uh so a male. Well, he went from older with bob trot to younger with blake harrell true he could he, he went go, from older with Steve Shankweiler to younger, so maybe Coach the trend Mo. is to go go younger. Okay, so so a male ages between thirty five and forty one. Does this does this guy have head coaching experience? No. Is the guy on the staff right now? Is the guy been a current no. offensive coordinator for at least two years? Yeah, at the FCS level. Okay. But has offensive coordinator experience of at least two years on his resume. I would hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a good question. The, the, this this said candidate or person that's going to be the next OC at East Carolina, will he bring a quarterback with him? Is it a package deal? Now I'm just doing things I hope happen. But right. yes. So you think that? So we're talking about a 35 to 41 year old male. <laughs> Two years of offensive coordinator experience minimum, and... I'm going to say he's either going to be Caucasian or African-American. Hmm. 
Hmm. So we're starting to narrow it down. Nowhere in between. What do you mean? Anything else? Are you? Where do you put him from the Asia? He could be. I, I, I'm making my projections. You can make your own. Do you think yeah. we'll have Ian a Neamatololo? <laughs> hey. Maybe a Polynesian? Hey, triple option in East Carolina? He is available. <laughs> <laughs> what if we got Ken Neamatololo, and if what if DJ Ungalule transferred from Oregon State back to East Carolina? Well, how would that work? I don't know. There'd just be a couple great names. <laughs> <laughs> Ungalule. <laughs> All the time. Um, would that fire up the pirate fan base to bring in Ken Niamatololo? I'm going to say no, 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 Ken no, no. If he could score as many points as he did on East Carolina with East Carolina, then that would fire, yeah, fire up a lot of people. Um, yeah, I hope they go the the wide because o- I mean we're going to have to see. Hopefully, Mike Houston has realized you can't play that. Uh, that old school style of football and win here that's my biggest question is is he going to bring somebody in here that where he has to change the philosophy on offense or does he stick with what he wants to run and that's what we've seen the past four or five years well the philosophy this year was not to score many points which has got to change because uh it it was just bad on the eyeballs and bad on the scoreboard and and uh, that is what you go into the post-game press conferences and he said we knew it was going to be a low scoring game well let's change that yeah let's let's we were right there at the end just couldn't get it done in the fourth well let's score in the second and third quarter let's not wait till the fourth to try to put together our second good drive of the day we need we need points we need to change the way we are looking at things offensively well the the fact that east carolina finished dead last in the american in year 10 of the american for east carolina being in the conference is just just really bad and uh, i think there's going to have to be some purple carpet rolled out and explained to Pirate Nation of what the plan is. What's the end? I mean, the, the, the end has to be, in mind, has to be to get to the top of the conference because I, I don't really feel you like— You keep saying that, though, but, like, what does it matter if they come out and say, we want to win a championship? We already know that. they, they got to tell the plan, what the plan is. Uh, okay. And not only is you it got, bad— What's the sales pitch? And not only is it bad to finish last in the American Conference in year 10 of the conference, but it's bad to be last behind teams like Rice, Charlotte, those types Rice of Rice is bowl eligible. And they stink. And they're not good. This was a bad conference. It was. It was a bad year to have a really bad year. <laughs> I, mean, it was, I, mean, I mean, at least, I mean. If you have to go through the whole season and say how tough your opponents are, that means you are not good. I mean, the only reason it's tough is because we're not good. Because these other teams aren't good. Look at all these teams with six wins uh, in the AAC. Of course, at the top, you got Tulane and SMU. UTSA and Memphis, they were good. But then South Florida, they were way down the past couple years, right? They've been awful. They go six and six. Rice goes six and six. Navy is a win away over Army from being six and six. They're not good. Uh, North Texas had five wins this year. Teams with more wins than East Carolina. Well, I, this would take me all day if I did the entire college football because I looked up, looked it up the other day. I think Kent State had one win, and there were like two more teams in the country with two wins. So everybody finishing ahead of East Carolina this year for the most part. Akron had two wins. Uh, Nevada was 2-10. and 10. Vandy 
we are uh, in a group with them and Louisiana Monroe. And Louisiana Monroe fired their coach, uh, one of the Bowden boys. Well, now, th- these two win teams, were both of their wins against FBS schools? Or was it, they like, was it like East Carolina where you only had one FBS win and then you had the FCS win against Gardner-Webb? Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Good point, Chandler. Uh, yeah, so we... Um, and, and it appears... Mike, we, we all believe Mike Houston will be back at this point, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't foresee that. I think that would be a wild turn of events. Yeah, if it gets through where we are on Monday afternoon, and it, and 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 he gets banned at some point, then that would be bizarro. Eric says finishing last in the American is un-American. Well, didn't show a lot of pride this year. Um. Let's see. Jamie says Mike McDaniel's. Is he like the cousin of Mike McDaniel? I would take it. I mean, do we go the NFL route? Deuce Staley needs a job. One of the McCown brothers got fired from the Panthers today, right, Chandler? Josh. So maybe we go the NFL route. Bring in a former NFL quarterback like McCown. Like Noah Brandeis. <laughs> Noah Brandeis. He was with uh John Thompson. He was like Spurrier's guy or something, right? Yes. But did he, he, did he, he play in, quarterback? He replaced Rick Stockstill. Rick Stockstill was here for John Thompson's first year and left. And then Noah Brandeis would not come the first year with John Thompson because uh, the Redskins offered him a lot more money to stay up there and be the quarterback's coach. And then I think the Redskins all got fired after the first year, and then he came the second year. And uh, he was, I remember, when John Thompson got let go, he was he was not excited about that. Steve Spurrier screwed me for a good three to four years because he had his guy, John Thompson, here at ECU while he was wrecking the Washington organization. I don't think Thompson was a Spurrier guy. Oh, he was South. He, he was with Zook. When he was the oh, DC. he was a Florida when guy. He, when okay. he was at DC at uh, Florida, I think he was under Zook. Fair enough, but a Florida guy, and then so Brendice was working with Spurrier, though. I believe so. That would have been was, that time frame. Is that the time frame when yeah. Spurrier was uh, in Washington? Yeah, I don't think Joe Gibbs is hiring that guy. So yeah, uh, just uh, just awful football all around, and we're we're back in that era again. So if you had to choose, would you rather East? If, I mean, does it really matter? Does East Carolina need the offensive coordinator or a quarterback in the portal first? You know, I was thinking about that today. Hmm. And my thought was I would rather have the best possible quarterback we can get than the best possible offensive coordinator. I mean, people crushed Donnie this year, but, like, if we had an amazing play caller, how many more wins do we have? One at the most? I mean, we've said this before. If Holt Naylor's plays the 12 games this year— What's he's We're in a bowl. We're six and six yeah. minimum. Um, so I won't. I'd rather have a quarterback than a coordinator. I mean, I want the package deal. I want them to come at the same time. Since we, I mean, maybe maybe to help out with, and can you hire the quarterback as the coordinator and he be a player coach? Has anybody tried that in this NIL era? I don't know, and just give him a salary. Yeah, just he, he's the offensive coordinator. And then, oh, by the way, he's also going to be quarterback. Tyler says, if Blake Harrell gets poached, does Mike get let go? I mean, then you got nothing. And when and <laughs> what, nothing. what was that, Joe? Then you get nothing. And I, the, I mean, at I, what I, point I, does Harrell get poached? If, when does that if happen? That, if that's how we're running things, then like that doesn't make any sense at all. Like if, if you know, 
That that shouldn't have any any barometer. So the only reason Mike Houston's here is because Blake Harrell's because, here. Because Blake Harrell's still in town. The minute he leaves the city limits, like Mike, you I mean, he, what is like Mike got him spending the night at his house? Like you can't go anywhere. Give me your cell phone. By the way, tomorrow morning, uh, ECU athletics director John Gilbert will have his annual state of the pirate athletics address. That'll be at ten o'clock. Okay, where at? Uh, Town Bank Tower. All right. All right, we'll have full coverage of that on our social media. So. Join us. What? And maybe you'll get some answers on your plan, LRB. There needs to be a plan. I mean, he, I'm sure he wants to have a plan to sell more than 15,000 tickets next year yep. and, and renew people. So, How do you get people excited? The, what, what's the excitement time for ECU football? And, uh, th- th- I mean, there, there's got to be a plan of uh, what is East Carolina going to look like that's going to look different in 2024? Yeah, it's pretty bleak. Uh, I mean, just being honest, as far as getting people excited, when you look at the schedule next year, you look at well, the schedule. I mean, the first four games. I mean, are you when you say that, like, do you feel like the schedule is not exciting because you don't think they're winnable, or do you think that because it's unfortunately both? I mean, honestly, but I mean, the four games. I mean, Liberty's undefeated. We play them next year. App is App has owned us. They're playing in the championship game of the uh, Fun Belt. And then uh, Old Dominion, and uh, I think Old Dominion's bowl eligible. There's not that. I mean, honestly, really, like looking back at what the team did the previous year with the portal and everything, and whether rosters flip is really irrelevant in a way. But um, but in the Norfolk State, so I mean, but they're no. They're, I mean, I'm not gonna say would, that those teams are good. Other East, than Liberty, would East Carolina fans be more excited if we had like NC State and Virginia Tech instead of as Norfolk? far as selling it, tickets? Yes. Do you think that would sell tickets? I don't think. I think people just want to win. Yeah. I think people would rather have two. I would rather win against Norfolk State and Old Dominion or App at home than than get drilled by two ACC schools. I right guess. now, I mean, I just, I mean, I, if you're an East Carolina fan, you want to see your team win. I mean, we got to get the W. Column. I just want us to have a pulse at this point. Yeah, offensively. And if you want fans to come, you play those games because there's not going to be anybody at those games like Norfolk State and, and, and whoever else the uh, other team was. App. App. Those are the two home games um, in September. But you win those games hoping to build the crowd for future games. But that, the, the Virginia Tech games and you know South Carolina games, whatever, that's going to get crowds in right away. You know, you're probably going to lose those football games. I, I mean, it's going to get crowds in, but they're just going to go out at half. But I see what you're saying, back. where you I mean, want to win now and build those, build in the win column. Look, East Carolina won one football game at home this year. So you, if people that bought season tickets bought tickets to six games, yeah. if they went to all six of them, they only saw their team win one time. That's why we're buying tickets to go see the opponent at this point. Because they don't want to see their own team. That can't be. They've got to, they've got to flip the script and start winning. Absolutely. I'm just yeah. talking about reality right now. People would buy tickets if it's Virginia Tech or NC State coming. I don't here. know if they would. I don't know if that's a big swing factor. More people would buy those than they would in Norfolk State. You disagree, Ellerby? No, I, I think. I mean, it, it it looks better, but I think the way the Pirate Nation is right now, the pulse on the Pirate Nation is is as you said, they, the, the pulse is not there, and so a team that doesn't have a pulse, it doesn't really matter who they're really playing. Yeah, um, the thing about Virginia, and I Tech, like the App State game. I like that game. The problem, the problem is they've been kicking our tails. We, we have to win that one this year. At this point, the program, year. the the Virginia Tech games and the NC State games could be like what you're seeing in Charlotte right now, where the opposing fans 
show up in your I'm, state. I'm just saying tickets sold. Whether it's them or us or anybody, it would be more attractive because you would have opposing fans there. Uh, App State should probably bring some fans. Yeah, I think I expect them to. Norfolk State should bring some fans. Maybe they'll bring their band. <clears throat> That'd be 100 people. Brian said the Sun Belt is better than the American. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't matter. We, we're at the bottom of both of those conferences right now. Whether we're in the Sun Belt, whether we're in the American, no matter where we are. Uh, Jamie says, hey, I want a date with Dallas Cowboys cheerleader Dolly Parton, but we don't always get what we want. All right. I don't know what you're referring to. Ah, uh, boy. So, John Gilbert, what do you want to hear from Gilbert tomorrow, Ellerby? Um, I mean, he's going to say the obvious. He's very disappointed. In this is East not what we are at East Carolina. This is unacceptable. I've talked to Coach Houston, and we've got a strategic plan. What is that plan? In <laughs> place to uh, hire a new offensive coordinator, have a strategic change in direction offensively, philosophy-wise, and uh, we need Pirate Nation support. But uh, he's going to have to get a little more detailed to get people uh, fired up. And, uh, hey, look, the, the media will be there, and uh, we'll be there. Well, hopefully uh, we'll put it out there. What questions do you want John Gilbert? What do, you, what do you want to know from John Gilbert tomorrow at 10 o'clock? What's the number one thing you want to know? You know, I mean, I guess, I mean, you can point out the obvious. NIL is going to be brought up. Indoor practice facilities going to be brought up. Of course. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, the problem is right now is, 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 I mean, you saw Dave Doran as soon as he, you know, beat UNC. He was like, he was begging for NI. The guy making $5 million is begging for, you know, 5,000 people to give $1,000. But, you know, I mean, the problem is that the fans are a little fed up and frustrated right now. So the onus of responsibility and work, if I was John Gilbert or Mike Houston, needs to be on their side of the table. And they need to be selling a strong plan of what they're going to be doing to make East Carolina football a lot better and not putting like, hey, look, we need this. We need that, you know, like because a lot of people are like, well, I'm, I'm needed out right now. Would anything like make you excited or happy that it's said? Like if he comes out and says, I've talked with Mike Houston, uh, he acknowledged that we need to get way more advanced and creative on offense and what we've been doing just is not working and we will not go back to that we will open it up like that that would i don't know if it would be true uh but that would get me excited or at least we we need something different we can't do what we just went through i mean mike houston said it after he promised he promised which by the way reminded me of scotty montgomery guaranteeing he'd be in a bowl game the next year absolutely the promise and the guarantee that didn't mean crap don't worry he, he pinky promised and then i promised after uh the fifth quarter the other night that i would not go through that again and me promising that doesn't mean crap words don't mean anything you got to go do it how are you going how are you promising that i think mike houston i mean if he wants to be really bold barring any tragic injury or something he, he should promise that he'd have a starting quarterback named at the end of spring football I mean, and, and, and this is who, you know, little yeah, little he, Jimmy Smith is who we're going to build this football team around, you know, and he's got <laughs> he's got potential or whatever his name, you know. I, I think there's, I mean, if his promise is going to have to be backed up with a lot more certainty and, 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 and people are going to be eyeballing it. People are going to be watching and, uh, and wanting to know, um, you know, because 2 and 10 was a struggle. Eric said, Chandler, what time are you leaving to go hear Gilbert tomorrow? Is that 10 o'clock? 
You need to get out of here early today? I need to get out of here in um, 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Good question, Eric. Um, Chad said, do people really think they're going to lay out a plan and not just give coach speak? I think what Ellerby's saying is that, that I, I think they probably will give a lot of coach speak, but you're saying you would hope that they would kind of peel back the curtain? Uh, I hope they're a little more specific than just coach right. speech, other than just saying this and that, you know. And if they want to throw a wild card in the event, they can roll out the new offensive coordinator tomorrow. Tyler uh, said, Chandler, are you taking over fifth quarter next year? Going to break some news today? That's up to you. You're the host. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, it's yours. All right. That was simple. <laughs> I'm out of the fifth quarter. I told you, give him no quarter. Wow. All right, Chan. Yeah, no quarter. Congratulations, man. Thank no you. host of the fifth quarter. Let's have a press conference. <laughs> I have a plan set in place. <laughs> Oh, man. What a day. All right. Well, I'll handle Bud Light pregame tailgate as always, and then I'll be done for the day. He'll be doing the tailgate, too. Y'all just trade places completely. Well, he's got to be here for no, the No, 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 no. I got, <laughs> I got the pregame. I don't need uh, the tailgate. No, you, you, can, uh, you can handle some social media responsibilities during the game. Yeah, this work out good. Oh, yeah. Trading places. Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not hosting the fifth quarter anymore. Right. I'm not adding to my work. I'm deleting some work. And then you can add some more. You can go to the post-game press conferences. Negatory. Uh, Negatory. Uh, we'll talk this through. We'll work it out off the air. Um, all right. So, Ellerby, good stuff. Yeah. Well, it's uh, 10 o'clock Tuesday morning. Follow us at PR927FM on social media. We'll have all the uh, latest updates. Also, um, a week from today, Clip Rock. It's back. What's back? The 2023 mm. Pirate Radio Treasure Chest. Oh, oh yeah. baby. Your chance to be a winner. Oh, All the stations yeah. for winners. We're going to open up the treasure chest during the month of December. I know December starts this Friday, but look, we're going to roll it out a week from Monday. We've got a lot of great prizes. We're going to release the prizes on the chest, in the chest, on Wednesday. So uh, stick with us. And remember, you can only win once. And uh, so it's full. We got You've seen the stuff in the back. we got a ton of great stuff. we got some uh, good neons from our friends at Carolina Eagle and Bud Light. And uh, lots of good things. So stick with us. We're going to have a big December to remember, plus a ton of great coverage for East Carolina. Uh, Tyler wants our, uh, our meeting streamed when we have our uh, discussions about what we're going to do next year jamie says i can drive the uh, golf cart around eric said thank god i was thinking that sean was going to read wikipedia for four hours before the games <laughs> <laughs> would that be your free game show? <laughs> yes. he was born 1982 tulsa was established in 1908 well and i also got a call uh call west because he'll be a part of your your hosting duties on the- yeah he's your producer by the way uh josh on facebook said josh he said, don't let Wes Hines pick the OC. We've seen what happens when he picks stuff out of the men's section. Because mm. we did say that the offensive coordinator will be a man. Our new offensive coordinator, Jessica Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> if he was in the men's section. He was in the men's section. Oh, boy. Uh, John said, Clip, I'm going to need you on the fifth quarter for another 10 to 12 years. Wow. Well, you got your out. Man, Jay Mood. 10 to 12. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. John, John's been a long, a long time loyal listener, Ellerby. Yes, 
Well, you are, you kind of already did this. He said, what is one prize from the chest? He wanted to tease. You gave a little tease, right? Yeah, I did. Neons. Neons. We got a ton of great stuff. Good for the man cave. Eagle. We've got gift cards from like Jersey Mike's, Chico's, uh, all our great sponsors. So stick with us. All right. Um, y'all mentioned Doran earlier. I was very close to tweeting out something very nice and positive about Dave Doran. Oh, wow. But I didn't. Thank you. I... I, I, I don't Are you know. liking his? You want to know a fast fact? Ego about right now. Here, here's a his fa- swagger. Mm-hmm. Whenever you run into Dave Dorn and you see him, you, the fast fact is he never beat Scotty Montgomery. <laughs> that really brings me back down to earth. I could see them being f- like four and five next year, though, at some point, and then wanting him to be gone. Oh yeah, it'll happen. Uh, he also blocked me on Twitter, so hmm. uh, you can't really tweet him. I know. That's I'll, a huge honor. Yeah. Let's take a break. Oh, man. When we return, guys, RIP. Stack of papers. Oh, no. We're going to throw the paper stack away. It lasted an entire football season. And what a stack it is. You don't want to recycle? But it's time. Yeah, we can put it in the recycle bin. Let's pretend today's Earth Day. Um, the papers must go. And uh, I'll shed a tear as we throw these away. Uh, more to go pirate radio live we'll keep you up to date with uh, the silly season here in football happening in college we'll talk let's talk about the team still playing too talk about championship week 40 bowls in 14 days man i'm pumped for that 40 bowls country music version in 14 days gotta bring that back soon a lot to go when we return pirate radio live hour one on a monday back with you after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure 21 and older only pirate water why be yourself when you can be a pirate now back to the show welcome back washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on main street down on main street's famous weekday lunch specials are only 7.99 stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken the half club sandwich with chips or everyone's favorite the fried shrimp plate after work down on main street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio join down on main every wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m to close down on main street on main street in historic downtown washington now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you monday edition pirate radio live uh joe you mind grabbing the uh trash can because we gotta get rid of these boys no the live ads for the bud light pregame tailgate cut sheets week 10 nfl picks ecu versus smu hour two the voice t-shirts are available at the pirate radio football kickoff party <laughs> we've got you might want to keep that one y'all want to take a look at some uh nfl playoff predictions Ooh. and see how we are right now oh yeah nfc east eagle this is these are my picks eagles check lions check saints 
going to be a check. I don't even want to read 49ers, check. Wild cards, commanders, no. Vikings, check. Rams, no. Oh, no. AFC, Dolphins, check. Ravens, check. (laughs) Jags, check. Chiefs, check. Bills, no. Bengals, no. Jets, no. Hmm. Uh, We'll run through Chandler's real quick. Eagles, Bears, no. Panthers, (laughs) yikes. Niners, okay. Uh, You got the boys, okay. Commanders, okay. No, it's not okay. Okay. Vikings. All right. You got Bills, Ravens, Chiefs. Okay. Titans. Titans. No. Dolphins. Yes. Jags. Yeah. Bengals. Yeah. No. 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 Joey's picks. Eagles. Mm-hmm. Vikings. Mm. Panthers. Ugh. 49ers. Mm-hmm. Giants. Yo. <laughs> Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Saints as a wild card no uh, Bills no Browns fading Colts no I know nothing about football. Chiefs yes yes you do Jets no, no you don't Chargers hell no New Surrey Jaguars yes let me save these sure alright I'll save them we'll look back at the end <laughs> Uh, but the paper stack must go. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a ride. We were young. Oh, our week one NFL picks. We were so young and hopeful. Oh man, we were so excited for another football season to begin. And look at us now, depressed. We fired an offensive coordinator at ECU. We fired a head coach in Carolina. Jack Del Rio gone from the Commanders. Ron Rivera soon to follow. Which is why I repeat, August is the best month for football. So much excitement. So much hope. And then the heartbreak that comes after it is really not worth it. I would say the wins and losses, but at this point, just losses. In the trash, another football season goes. That's not the sound Just I was like it would make. Just like sands from the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. It's kind of depressing. On a uh, on a scale from one to ten, how depressing was that for you? How sad were you to do that? It was sadder to look back. Sadder, more saddest, <laughs> most saddest <laughs> to look back and think about how you know optimistic we were about things. And to see, really, and hopefully um, you guys have done some good things in your personal life between August and now. But from a football standpoint, for our football lives, this was a wasted year. Our college team, our pros team, just another wasted year in the books. Like, if we had our, if we had the year in our hands, which I, I just put, did, I, I would put it in the trash can. Which it's I a just waste. did, a waste. Put it in the waste basket. Good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Call waste management. Um, yeah. There's the season, folks. In the can. In the can. Shirley still has something to root for with her dolphins. Must be nice. But that's about it. But knowing the dolphins' playoff history, 
she'll be she'll join us in sadness <laughs> sometime in early january mid whenever, whenever i would love to want. sniff january when it comes to my football just training. to take a whiff just take a big old because <laughs> right I now smelled that in years it ain't smelling too good right i mean the smell of football grass in january when's the best part of uh college basketball season uh march <laughs> um for ecu fans oh october. march <laughs> october <laughs> november that first week in november november october yeah uh so many things have happened on the football front direct snap fumble losing the last game donnie getting fired we didn't even talk about east carolina doing what they do and that's getting blasted on the road to george mason that was disappointing george mason mason mason, mason? george mason making every shot they take g mace Pirates have a chance to right some wrongs Thursday night at home against the Seahawks of UNCW. The dub. Hopefully they get an L. Yeah. And I can tweet more like UNCL. I can't wait for that tweet. (laughs) I hope you have the opportunity to tweet that out. Yeah. uh, Another year. It was awesome, though. This was before uh, everything went south in that George Mason game. They did have the game showing on the Jumbotron during some timeouts. Yeah, great. So while you were at a loss, you could watch another one on TV? Yeah, because we were down <laughs> probably seven at the time. And we missed a we <clears throat> missed a terrible three. It was, like, way off the mark. Off the mark! <laughs> it fell! It was off the mark! <laughs> the Pirates hit a ton of shots that went... In the wrong side of the basket. <laughs> Charlie, can we hear that guy? That might pet me up. Yeah. Do we still have that guy? Oh, goodness me, oh my. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have oh, it right, here. right here. Okay. Not sure what's going on. Sabarino, however, <laughs> going to the line. Not sure what's going on. Just a few seconds ago, was in this exact position. Why do I talk like position. a 1940s TV guy? The Hindenburg has exploded. One and one. John F. Kennedy Jr. has been shot. Wait, senior, sorry. That one falls off the mark. <laughs> Here comes D'Angelo. He pulls up his three-pointer. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, goodness me, oh, my! No! <laughs> no! Check him out highlighting Keith Mitchell here on the... Uh on the show on espn i like that keaton mitchell catching a pass and knows where to go to get the first down so the ravens winners last night keaton mitchell started uh we got the what first carrier and we weren't able to hear the keaton mitchell east carolina i think it was like gus edwards gus edwards who cares gus edwards touchdown vulture uh good for keaton let's take a break when we return we'll wrap up hour number one zach kaplan wnct channel nine going to join us hour two he's in the house baby. of today's show we'll wrap up the hour when we come back after these words
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. And uh, let the magic begin with Hilton Greenville this holiday season. Turn your events into unforgettable celebrations with a holiday event package. With classic decorations and a tasty custom menu, your guests are sure to feel the holiday cheer. From setup to clean up, decor and more, the Hilton has it all covered. Make this holiday season stress-free and let the Hilton Greenville do all the work for you. Visit the Hilton Greenville's website or give them a call at 353-3058 to book your unforgettable experience. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hi, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Somebody was asking how Jaquan McMillan did. Jaquan McMillan. Do you know how he did? I didn't uh, post the video. Five tackles. He registered five tackles. Five? Five. Five tackles for Jaquan McMillan. I said a couple Fridays ago, the Broncos about to go on a run, and they are on it right now. They are on one, six and five, uh, are the Denver Broncos and in the hunt for a playoff spot in the AFC. Tyler said we just got an offensive line Juco commit. Is ECU back? Are we back now? Are we back? We're so back. (laughs) We are so back. The boys are back. We got somebody to block for our new quarterback, fill in the blank. I was saying that last year. Philip the blank is his name. Philip the blank. What, Chandler? What do you want to say? I remember seeing news about transfer offense lineman last year and getting excited about it and i don't want to do that is it really you, you got excited about it i I'm not excited but i was like man hey look we just lost very two very good offensive linemen in the shot strother and avery jones and we brought in uh and let's a couple get, guys from akron and chandler was fired let's up. go and get some of these guys they look you know their stature looks good let's get somebody in here to take take over for them and uh we saw how that happened this year yeah everything uh, on the offensive side did not work for the pirates uh let's look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck. buck and see what's coming up this weekend conference usa championship a great regional rivalry new mexico state and liberty is that the championship game with the most miles between the two schools i'm gonna say yes oregon at washington or i'm sorry oregon versus washington in las vegas Oregon is a nine and a half point favorite against undefeated Washington. Wow. Yikes. Oregon's been rolling. Washington's been kind of playing close. Iffy. But uh Washington trying to cement their spot into a college football playoff. Oklahoma State, Texas is the Big Twelve championship. Miami of Ohio and Toledo. Toledo's uh I thought they were ranked, I believe I saw somewhere uh toledo 11 and 1 on the year in ford field boise state unlv will be playing in the mountain west championship joel jabama in the sec title game on abc four o'clock saturday it'll be tulane hosting smu the ponies eight and oh tulane eight and oh in the league play tulane's only loss to Ole miss this year appalachian state will play troy 
at troy four o'clock on saturday espn oh my goodness gracious the uh big 10 championship michigan and iowa so the michigan is favored by 23 the over under is 35 and a half under so 20 so 23 like 30 to 7 that would be 37 points so 29 to 29 to 6 Iowa's total is basically going to be like six and a half five and a half for them to score under Mm. louisville florida state abc shout out to florida state uh they got by florida the other night with their backup quarterback shout out to steve ellis for coaching in this game shocking it up shock uh question for you what is the most look forward to i mean each year what conference championship do you look forward to the most or does it just depend on the matchup in each in each game? I, was, the I would venue? say, dude. <laughs> hey, and what teams do you want there to be in the championships next year? I can't handle Add another question. These <laughs> five part questions, man. It's just two. Just break it down to one. Give me one question. All right, first question. Which one? Do what you are you? Fifty to? cent? You got twenty one questions? <laughs> anyway, um, first question. You ready? Which one do you look forward to the most? Annually annually probably sec i feel like it's always got the most stakes and i love i'm a steak and potatoes guy <laughs> question two question two is which one has the coolest venue which one you think like if you were a player which where would you want to go for a conference championship now you have indianapolis which is eh. but now i think the obvious question here would be las vegas <laughs> What do you think? The obvious question? The obvious answer, sorry. What do you think? You're going to go gamble? What do you mean? What are you going to do in Las Vegas? Get a, a lady of the night? You're there to play a football game. All right. As a fan, where would you want to go? Las Vegas. All right. You well, said as a player. You you got to get better at this question right. and thing, Question man. three. No, I'm done with your question. How's your day going? Your questions suck. You got to get better, man. Sorry. I mean, I'm like Eddie Vedder in here. I can't find a better man. We're going to suck forever, man. <laughs> Is that from the other night? No, I don't know what that's from. That's from earlier in the season, I believe. Uh, Shirley, take us to break so we can get to Zach Kaplan. And I'm going to have Chandler ask him some questions. I want you to ask him the questions you just asked me. The same ones? Uh, yeah. Because you worded them so well. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Eric says, not too many signs to steal from Iowa. Yeah. Run up the middle. Punt. They're going to punt. Punt left, punt right. They're punting here. (laughs) As it's 4th and 25. (laughs) We'll take a break. Zach Kaplan joins us. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. Giddy up. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. 
You can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Still to come on today's show, we'll talk to Adler Augustine, head coach of your ECU women's volleyball team, Jennings Hall, Juliana Askew. I had a chance to talk to them earlier today in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll have that interview for you coming up this hour. And Jason Nichols joins us to talk football, coaching carousel, East Carolina, everything in between in hour number three. Shirley Rhodes is here. Joey is here. Chandler is here, although I understand you going to be leaving us? Yeah, probably after this segment. You got to get over to the Gilbert interview. John Gilbert's uh, coming up, by the way, uh, tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. John Gilbert will give his State of the Athletic Department address. So uh, I got to get to that. Okay. All right. Uh, fair enough. And uh, joining us in the Pirate Radio studios, WNCT Channel 9's Zach Kaplan. We like to give people walk up music. Uh, I think we got one for you today, Zach. Can we uh, hear his walk up song, Chandler? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were gonna go like the shipping up to Boston route, or like play Dirty Water. No, nah, I thought this might. I, I don't know what version this is. I don't know who's singing this. I like it. Just make sure it's a clean version. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't trust myself. Let's hear the big finish. All right. I took that one out of the reserves. <laughs> kidding me? Zach, uh, welcome in. Good to see you. Thank you. That was, um, yeah, it's been a busy weekend. I auditioned for American Idol on Sunday. Or was it Saturday? Saturday. I, I don't remember exactly what hour, but uh, yeah, so American Idol, and uh, now I'm on with you guys. This is pretty cool. That was absolutely rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. It's, it's a no from me. <laughs> uh, welcome that was in. God awful. Speaking of which... Uh, how would you define the ECU football season? Oof. Your first ever one. I know how Simon Cowell would define it. Yeah. Um, I would say forgettable. If I had to put it in a word, uh, some of the game, you know, so certainly some of the games were memorable. Some of the way the games ended were memorable. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, I think it was forgettable. <laughs> uh, let's see. Calzone uh, on YouTube says, Tell Chandler it was nice meeting him Saturday. I was wearing the Keaton Mitchell jersey. Hey. Oh, cool! There you go. Yes, I did like that jerk. We were riding around. Is that that guy of... you were telling me about? Like this moron guy? You know? <laughs> yeah, See, I swear right. you said Cal's something on. about him. Like that's a joke. Cal's on. Let me tell you something. It's a joke. I never said that I about know, you. It's a you j- get me in trouble when I'm not supposed <laughs> to be in trouble. That was a joke. That was a complete joke. Chandler didn't say he met anyone. <laughs> I'm joking. No, but we were on the way to see Russ with Carolina Eagle Distributing and his uh, awesome tailgate that he puts on there behind the upper deck side of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Now you tell me after the season's over. And then I looked and I was like, man, that guy's repping a Keith Mitchell jersey. And so I had to Ravens? get a picture. Ravens Keith Mitchell Nice. Jersey. I like that. So, yeah, shout out to Calzone with that jersey. Sweet. Calzone. Good uh, game for him last night, by the way. Jamie, no. Jamie says, no Tony Dunn on today for emergency right firing interview. We'll have time for that Friday. I thought about it, but like... We'll let him get his thoughts out on Friday. I'm sure he'll be doing some stuff with C3 today if you want to check it out. Uh, Brian says, we will be talking about a losing season again next year and wondering who the next ECU football coach will be another wasted year. Well, that's one projection. How about this one, Brian? We will be saying the Pirates are back. Mike Houston made an elite hire at offensive coordinator. This quarterback we brought in can spin it. Man, I wish we had him for another year. 
And East Carolina football is on the right track once again. On the rise. That could happen. Can't rule it out. Two sides of the coin. Uh, Jamie says, is Zach's pal Bill Belichick getting fired? Uh, Where will he be or will he be coaching next year? I don't think he will be getting fired. I think there will be a mutual parting of ways. And I think if he goes to another team, hopefully they get a pick back. But I do think this is his last season in New England. I do not want Bill Belichick to be the commander's coach. I've seen some of that chatter. (laughs) No, thank you. If you give me Bill Belichick and Tom Brady together 20 years ago, sign me up. This current iteration of Belichick, no. Nah, not interested. What about what about if you're a Carolina Panthers fan? I mean... Ask Chandler. You want you, Bill Belichick? What do you think? Take him, Chandler. Why not? Y'all need one, too? Why not? All three of our teams are going to need Ron new back. coaches. <laughs> you want Ron Rivera? Give me Riverboat Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Ron it back. <laughs> Riverboat. Yeah, it's been a brutal year for all our teams, huh? What is going on? We're brutal all... offense. This is something year. new for you, though. Brand new. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. as, as a well, Panther fan, Commanders fan, Redskins fan, whatever. We've They're been, the Commanders. We've we've seen them go through... We've seen our teams go through some really tough seasons. But for you, it's like, man, this is what losing looks like? The, it, we've, they've done it. They've looked back. I think 1992 was the last time the Patriots were this bad this late in the season. And then Robert Kraft bought them the next year, drafted Drew Bledsoe the year after, and then they've it's been smooth sailing since. But they've been, to be honest, they've been like bad slash uninteresting for since Brady's last year. And they haven't won a playoff game since then either. Like so, it's not. It's been pretty. It's been bad, but I don't think anyone thought it would just drop off like this. They've been downright awful. Well, he's been bad as a a player guy, right? Like a GM. Like they don't have much talent there, especially on offense. Yeah, this is what the reason this roster stinks is because they couldn't draft from 2014 to 18. And you look at you go on Football Reference, you're like, oh my god, they they came away from this draft. These guys who should be in the prime of their careers. There's nobody. Yeah. You're like, holy jeez, there's nobody from any of those drafts. And that, I think that's what you get, too, if you bring in Bill Belichick. He's still going to want to control all the personnel decisions. I, I think that's the only way he stays in New England is if they bring in some... If he's okay with them bringing back, like, uh, Thomas Dimitrov, like, Scott Pioli, like, someone who's worked with before to manage personnel and make those decisions, but give them the final say on draft picks and stuff like that. But hey, they they got the number two pick right now. So it would also be very Patriots to Trade it. have their first terrible year and then luck into getting a generational quarterback. Oh, yeah, that's true. The Spurs just had it with Wembenyama, so it would be very on brand if the Patriots did that uh, in, in the spring. Uh, Zach Kaplan joining us, Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, East Carolina's Athletics Director John Gilbert having a press conference tomorrow and Am I? Oh yeah. man, I gotta get that. We'll let you get out of here soon, Chandler. <laughs> I don't know, Zach. Any any questions you want answered from the AD tomorrow? Well, I think I think it is interesting that we haven't seen kind of a public statement, a public show of support to say Mike Houston is our football coach here. I think we'll get some form of that tomorrow. I do not think he'll be fired. Yeah, I think he will be given 
at least one more season to prove that he can turn this around, that it was an offensive side of the ball issue. But I do find it interesting that we haven't had that yet, where at other schools, you're kind of seeing with some coaches who've been there five plus years that the AD is coming out and saying, we know this season was unacceptable, but we're making changes and here's what we're doing. So I do expect some form of that, but I don't think, and I've heard all the call-ins, the fifth quarter and everything this year. I know what fans want. Uh, but I don't think I don't think they're going to get it tomorrow, so I wouldn't expect it. Do you think we get more of a this is unacceptable, um, or more of a the dreaded vote of confidence? Like I believe in Mike Houston. I I think for fans they would rather hear the the prior than the latter. Like we know we got to change things here. I do too. I think we'll generally get more of that. I think he'll kind of echo what Houston had to say after the Tulsa game. And I, I think, you know, with Gilbert, like, you kind of look around the university, and this was his first big hire. They came in, you know, together, both he and Houston. Same weekend, pretty much. I mean, yeah, literally, it could have been like Homer Simpson's dad, hang your hat up and walk back <laughs> in. So, I mean, if, if you're Gilbert, it's a reflection on you. Yep. And then... If you, you know, if, if this hire just completely blows up in your face, like this is going to be a reflection on him. And you look at pirate basketball and the men's and women's sides, like kind of people hoping they can turn the corner this year. Women obviously did that in March of last year, but, you know, Mike Schwartz is obviously a reflection on him as well. And you got to be. You know, if you're Gilbert, like they have to turn it around and they have to be playing in a bowl game next year, I would say minimum. Otherwise, you know, he might have to pick. Either it's Houston or it's him that goes. Zach Kaplan joining us, Pirate Radio Studios. And, uh, yeah, interested to hear what he's going to have to say tomorrow. And now we need to move fast uh, on an offensive coordinator. And then next week uh, when the portal opens up, uh, you need to move fast on bringing in a quarterback. And it looks like East Carolina has made some strides here of late in the NIL department, bringing in money uh, for – football and uh it's athletics and you're gonna have to have all that in a row to try to bring in and and pay a quarterback to take over the reins here because i'll ask you my question of the week last week and saturday zach how many quarterbacks out of flynn garcia jeter will be on the 24 roster you don't need to tell me the names just how many what number i'll go with one yeah i never heard anything over one it was either one. one or zero because I could see Jeter, I could see Jeter staying, and then if they brought in a kid with two years left of eligibility or even one year left, who's either coming up from an FCS school or dropping down uh, and was a backup at another FBS or you know Power Five school or something. So I could see Jeter waiting behind that guy. But I mean, there's no question about it; they have to bring somebody in and multiples. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you have to at least think about and get creative with it. Find a guy uh, that you might otherwise, you know, not not see thought you were going to say something you got nothing <laughs> i'm just i'm here you're just enjoying the show yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to get out of here so i go to the john gilbert <laughs> press conference you better have a good seat as early as you're leaving to oh, get yeah. there you got to be front and center like I'm the players in class and john, john 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 chandler chandler Honeycutt, pirate radio <laughs> chandler what's your first question to gilbert tomorrow how we doing <laughs> <laughs> Good one. How we, yeah. do, how we doing, John? Do you have a follow-up? <laughs> hey, you're a really good kid. 
You're a really good that's guy? That's not a question. That is a statement. Are you a really good guy? <laughs> that's All right, that's a question. I mean, the question I'll have will be based off, like, to your point, though, Clip, like, well, what, what does he say? Is it, do you come at it from the tone of, like, a vote of confidence, or do you come at it with, this is unacceptable, right. here's how I, we're, I'm, we're doing to fix I'm it? I'm interested to hear that. I mean, my question's based off what he has to say. If, if it's a vote of confidence, why? What do you have to say? You know? <laughs> John, before you get going, what do you have to say? What do you have to say? Try to get that in before he makes his opening statement. And that could be your question for the day. Actually, I'm going to be the one to say, will you give your opening statement? And then, <laughs> that's a question. And then he'll say yes, and they'll have his opening statement. Damn, yep, it's yep. not like Judge Chandler Honeycutt presiding. <laughs> Anything from the defense? Please rise. <laughs> the Honorable Chandler Honeycutt. Chandler. Chandler. <laughs> the Honorable Chandler Honeycutt here. Um, Cliff, man. you going to be the bailiff? Uh, sure. I'll do whatever I need to do to get this thing going. What players from this roster, offensively, are you excited to see next year for ECU? Javius Bond. And I'm hoping that this new offensive coordinator that comes in, one, has a new philosophy that we can go through and, and kind of utilize Javius Bond with how we utilize Keaton Mitchell. And maybe not as much as we wanted to see out of Keaton Mitchell, but, but like put him in the slot. Stuff that we said before earlier in the year, hey, who's that playmaker? And let's get him out in open space. And I still think Javius Bond can be that guy. The question is, will Javius Bond be here next year? So I don't know. So I, I would say Javius Bond does stay, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on the offensive side of the ball for ECU. Chase Sowell. Chase Sowell. That was the next name I had. Yeah. Chase Sowell really, and I mean, he was quiet those first, what, three or four games, and then he really bursted on the scene. I remember it was at Rice where I was like, all right, this guy's getting in, uh, getting open, catching the ball, and having some sort of productivity because we haven't seen it through it with anybody on that offensive side of the football. And can he come out and do that consistently all year next year and be that go-to receiver for this new quarterback and for this offensive coordinator? And I think we might have something with the young tight ends. I don't. Again, it's just kind of hard to tell anything with this offense the way we had so many disasters out there. Yeah, I mean, and with the quarterback play, we weren't able to get the ball to, and we did what one or two times this year to Shane Calhoun. But let him get healthy. Let him come back next year as, as far as I think him coming back. Does, does he have – he's been here quite a while. So, do you know off the top of your head if he'll be back? But if so, I mean, I th- I'm feeling really good about the tight end position there. Uh, unfortunately, he had to end his season due to a broken hand or wrist. So um, I think he played too many games. I don't know if he can get a medical red shirt. I think that would be kind of a This challenge. was it for him, right? I thought, uh, I thought it was, but I will uh, Google it up. And uh, and find that out, but we do have, I think, some young. Now he's listed as a junior, so I guess if he wanted to, uh, he could come back. Um, another tight end I would like to see for East Carolina is Mason Garcia, but I don't think we're going to see that. I just don't know if he's, and I don't know if the coaches are asking him to do that either. This is just us kind of speculating on what he would do, but uh, if he wants to stay at quarterback. It would probably be at another place after what transpired this year, I would think. Technically, if he stays on the roster, that is one quarterback from this year. Sure, that could count. Stays, so that would you, would you have to count that. The number could go up to two. <laughs> uh, let's see. Calhoun played in 2020, 21, 22, and 23. So if you get your COVID year back, he could play in one more. One more. One more. <laughs> All right. Um, 
started in every game this season. That's not correct. His 2023 bio says started in every game this season. For Calhoun? His last sentence of his bio says did not play against UTSA, Tulane, or FAU. Those weren't games. <laughs> Apparently. I'm, I'm very confused. I mean, some Pirate fans would <laughs> agree with that. Started every game their mind. and did not play in, in those games. Interesting. All right, uh, Zach, we are going to let you run. because you got I got something. Okay. Give us an update on Penn State football. Hey, they are uh, they're, they're going to be playing in some some sort of a New Year's Six bowl. Ten and two. Another another year. They uh, they lose to Ohio State and Michigan. They beat everybody else, and everybody's annoyed. So they'll probably be playing. Uh, they might be playing Tulane in a bowl game. Uh, but some are saying Peach Bowl. I've seen Alabama thrown in there, which would be really cool. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll see where they end up and. Uh, I'll try to get down there for it if they play in it, but I think uh, the Pirates host South Carolina and women's hoops that, that same day. So hmm. that would be a little tough. Uh, such a a weird spot because you've got championship aspirations, but you go 10-2 and two and are like almost disappointed by it, right? So like it's not enough to move on from James Franklin, right? It's, it's purgatory. And we talk about buyout with Mike Houston. The buyout for James Franklin is – you know, five times that. And this is a school that just finished paying $60 million back to the NCAA uh, in the not-so-distant past for, you know, what they had going on there. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 too much of a buyout. Like, you almost have to hope he leaves, but it is kind of that purgatory spot. But um, the interesting wrinkle now is they're not going to play Ohio State and Michigan every year with Oregon, Washington, and the L.A. schools coming to the Big Ten. It's going to rotate and maybe you get them in the Big Ten Championship, but you it will be the top two teams. There's no more Big Ten West, so thankfully no more Iowa Hawkeyes in the Big Ten Championship. Or just yeah. talking about that because that game is just going to suck. So it'll be nice to not have to see that anymore. No doubt. Oh man. And no, uh, we are going to be we're going to see some crazy like tiebreaker scenarios and stuff moving forward with all of these schools in the conference, and there's no divisions and stuff. So it's going to be pretty fascinating to see. And and how was it the Big Ten or was it another Big Twelve? I think it was Big Twelve, where they were kind of like amending tiebreaker rules like late this year. Yeah, because so, yeah, they they wanted to. I'm sure they wanted to get one of Texas or Oklahoma in the. That's Big what Ten I'm saying. Like the Big yeah. Ten's going to cater it to the old guys and keep one of those West Coast teams out or something. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see moving forward. Zach, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. We'll check you out on the news. Chandler will let you go do whatever you need to do. <laughs> I'll try to be back as soon as possible. Get those questions ready. Yeah. That's what that Don't is. let us down. <laughs> I won't. You cannot let cuz we're going to have a press conference with you after the press conference <laughs> and ask you how you think it went. Okay. And you can start it with How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? We'll take a break. Come back when we return. You'll hear an interview I conducted earlier today with Adler Augustine, Jennings Hall, and Juliana Askew from ECU Volleyball. They are playing postseason volleyball. Game one, Friday night, 6 o'clock against the Citadel. If they win that, they'll play Saturday. We'll give you all the details on that tournament when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that'll be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Here on a Monday, and look who's here. I'm here, baby. He loves y'all too I'm not much. leaving. He will not leave y'all. <laughs> I'm not leaving. He's got things to do. He's got business to take care of, but he loves y'all so much, he's staying. I did the opposite of what coaches do. I said I was leaving, and I stayed. <laughs> Instead of saying, I'm staying, but leave, I said, nah, I'm staying, baby. The old uh, reverse Elko. Oh yeah, the reverse. Okay. It's kind of the um, the Mark Stoops. That was kind of like equivalent. you did a little bit of a stoop. A little, I did a little bit of a stoop. Stoop 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 doop doop doop. All right, let's uh, talk some volleyball, shall we? Because there will be postseason volleyball in Menji's Coliseum coming up Friday and Saturday, and the Pirates are hoping to play both of those days. Traditional bracket format. I love a bracket. We're going to have to do our national volleyball invitational bracket challenge here at pirate radio uh so we'll print out some brackets uh but earlier today i had a chance to talk to ecu volleyball coach adler augustine uh and players jennings hall and juliana askew and i asked them some questions regarding what's coming up this weekend and let's hear that chat right now coach augustine welcome back uh last time we talked to you was going into this season and uh turned out to be a pretty special season for your team so congratulations yeah thank you yeah it's been a great season uh we worked hard uh we talked a lot in the spring how we wanted to change the culture and uh trajectory of the program so yeah it's coming uh coming together really nicely and east carolina will be participating in the nivc they earn a spot into postseason volleyball for the first time in program history anytime you can say those words uh that's pretty special and uh i guess mission accomplished on uh the culture and the type of program you're trying to build here coach and uh this is a big step how you know when you go into a season and you talk about expectations and goals and things like that was this one of the goals you talked about yeah i mean the everyone's main goal is to get to the uh ncaa tournament but uh um i thought uh, the goal for us, was mostly about the wins. Uh, how are we going to win and make big jumps? Uh, we had, I believe, uh, two years ago, we won eight games. Then it was 12 last year. Now it's 20. So it's uh, how how can we get more and more wins, right? So 20 and 10 for any volleyball team, 20 wins is, is the goal of saying that you had a pretty good season. So we accomplished that. 
And uh, in a tough league, too, right? We were talking before we went on about all the teams that are participating in postseason volleyball from the American SMU and the NCAA tournament. And you said there's a a handful of them. I saw Wichita State, South Florida, and some others in this tournament. Yeah, there's at least, uh, I would say, five or six uh, in the NIVC and SMU and the NCAA. So, yeah, it's a tough league. Uh, uh, I'd call it the mini Big Ten because everyone could beat anyone on any given night. Uh, let's get to know the players as well. Jennings Hall is here, and Juliana or Anna? Juliana. Ah, I'm going to put an H right Almost there. Almost got it. Juliana. <laughs> uh, congratulations uh, on a successful season uh, to you as well. And uh, Jennings, I, I know your name. I don't know from social media or for doing things with ECU, but um, I, I'm familiar with you. And um, h- how long have you been at East Carolina, first of all? Um, this is my fourth year at East Carolina, but I'd say I've been a pirate since I came out the womb. Oh, really? My first football game was when I was nine months old, so. Excellent. Where are you from? <laughs> uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Okay. So. What's the pirate connection there? Um, My dad, my uncle, my grandpa, basically my entire family <laughs> went to ECU, so. That's awesome. We call it tradition around here. Very cool. Uh, Juliana, how about you? How, how did you become a pirate? So, I, this is my fifth year right now because of COVID. Um, I originally was at a Division One school in Jacksonville, Florida called North Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for three years, transferred here. I'm from Wilmington, so I grew up kind of going to ECU football games a lot, just like Jennings, but obviously not to the extent <laughs> as she was. Um, but it was definitely, the goal was definitely to come back to North Carolina and this one made it happen. So. <laughs> uh, she is pointing to Coach Augustine. Uh, so, yeah, Wilmington, Jacksonville, Greenville. You've been around water been your around. whole life. I sure have. No, nah, you can't beat that. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so how about you guys going into this season? Did you think 20 wins? Did you think postseason? Uh, you, are you surprised to be where you are? Or is this where you expected to be? I mean, I thought we were going to even have more wins. There were definitely some games that um, – we could have it could have gone a different way, but I mean, in the spring we talked about how this was one of the best teams that ECU has had in a while, and we knew that and we believed it. And I think just the push all season was to just be the best we could. And I mean, obviously it showed with our twenty wins. But going back to your question, like I think we could have had more too. So the this postseason bit, postseason bid is just the testament to all of our success this season that's a pretty good mindset right coach yeah. you're you're happy where you are but not satisfied <laughs> i guess exactly exactly that's kind of the pirate way right we yeah. always want to get better too bad uh, i won't be back next year uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and, and we were talking too it, it's it, congratulations because you got an at-large bid you you earned your way in through the what you did in the regular season but no conference tournament but jennings you were telling me that's going to change in part because of the players in the american right yeah so Last year, we um, we as SAC members, if you don't know what SAC is, it's Student Athlete Advisory Committee, from all of the American volleyball teams, um, we all got together and we signed a petition for the American to start having a conference tournament again. So we got the email right before the season stating that next year would be the first year that they're bringing the tournament back. So we're really excited about that. 
so Juliana yeah. less excited because she won't be a part of it. <laughs> but no, I keep telling Heather, I was like, we we need to find a way to get me a sixty or somehow. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I can leave this team just yet. <laughs> so uh, practicing volleyball this week, maybe uh, you didn't expect it at some point, but uh, how about having some extra practices and, and more time with the girls, coach? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, there's only ninety six teams in the country that gets to practice today, right? Um, so it goes there's uh, three hundred and thirty of them. Um, so being uh, one of the few that could practice today and for the rest of the week, that's just um, that's just amazing. We get to spend more time with each other. Uh, it's a great team, so we just love that, and we love playing. So um, it just everything's going uh, coming together. Uh, I love brackets. Put a bracket in front of me. I'm excited. <laughs> NCAA tournament, playoffs, right. whatever. So uh, we might need to do a bracket challenge here at Pirate Radio. Uh, but this, this is just your traditional survive and advance, right? Yeah. You win, you move, move on. on. So uh, the Citadel coming up uh, in the first game, that'll be Friday at 6 o'clock in Menji's Coliseum. Earlier in the day, Georgia Southern and Winthrop will play at 2 o'clock in Menji's. Winner of those games advance to Saturday and the next round. So basically... Basically, uh, you're a couple wins away in Minji's from being in the, what, Sweet 16, yep. I guess? Yeah. Yep, to being, no, an Elite, well, if you win the first game, you're in the Sweet 16. Yeah, Elite 8, there you go. And you win two, you're in the Elite 8. Uh, do you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but looking at the other teams uh, on your side of the bracket, St. John's, Howard, South Florida, Buffalo, where that next round of games would be played? Uh, no, we don't know yet, so it really kind of depends uh, who wins and uh, who's uh, able to host, because obviously basketball is going on at the same time, Correct, so that yeah. kind of makes it a little bit more difficult. That was a question for the coach. Girls, it's one game at a time. Don't look ahead. Don't even look at this bracket. There is no bracket. Just one game. Uh, but, no, I know you all are excited to to get going and to have it at home. Uh, that's awesome. And I guess credit, too, to the administration, right, Adler, for uh, for allowing you guys and getting you guys in Minji's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's a, it's a lot of work, uh, a lot of moving parts. Uh, but uh, our admin has done a really great job of, like, uh, making it happen for us. Also for our fans. They get to see us play. Um, it's great when you get to play at home. You don't have to travel. There's a lot of things that go on with traveling. But uh, we get to play in front of our fans. Uh, they get to watch a lot of uh, good volleyball. So uh, we're excited about that. If you have a question uh, for the girls, you can get it in. I guess we have a former um, band member who says, my wind ensemble director used to warn me not to upset a volleyball player. I don't know what he's talking about there, but all right. Uh, if you got a question, you can get that in. We'll be on for a few minutes with uh, Jennings, Juliana, and Coach Adler Augustine. So first up, uh, I heard you guys talking about scouting. I got, You were saying that what, one of your family members, I guess, was, yeah. was doing some advanced scouting for the yeah. city. So a little background. My mom is absolutely obsessed with college volleyball. Everything to do with it. She is like the know-it-all in basically every aspect of it, and the whole team knows it, and it's kind of just a running joke. But, um, no, when we got into the tournament last night, my mom, like, immediately called me, and she was like, we're going to watch some games. We're going to send you a scouting report <laughs> so that you guys can be prepared. I'm thinking, okay. like, But it's crazy enough because I guarantee you, if she actually did do a scouting report, it'd probably be just as good as ours. Like, she is so, that woman just loves college volleyball. It's not bad to have the free volunteer assistant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know we talk all. about it all the time. We're like, if me and my mom did a podcast about volleyball, like, I guarantee you some high, some high college 
volleyball people were going to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> the Citadel first up, and I mean, the thing that jumps off the page without knowing anything about them is 27-3. and three. I mean, no matter who you're playing, where you're playing, that's that's pretty strong. How much have you, you looked into them so far? Coach? Yeah, uh, once it came out, we've already scouted like three or four matches, uh, just me personally, but uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, they're having a really good season. Um, I think their last, their three losses came in, you know, two weeks ago. Um, so they've been rolling all year. Um, so they're going to come in with a lot of confidence. Um, they have a couple of players um, from North Carolina. So obviously they want to play well. They'll, I'm sure they'll have a, a good uh, fan base since it's uh, pretty close. So, yeah, we're excited to play them and see w- what they're all about. And uh, on the other side, Georgia Southern and Winthrop, you uh, take a look ahead maybe at those two as well as you get ready for the city yeah uh you have to just because um you know the very next day you play the next team so you got to look at uh, all of them and kind of have an idea if if you make it out the first round uh who who the other who your opponent's going to be we played georgia southern uh, already that was I think super early in the season. Mm-hmm. Our uh, game. Yeah, yeah, second game of the year. Um, Winthrop, no, I don't know too much about them, so I haven't um, gotten a chance to watch them yet. Volleyball action going on in Minji's Friday and Saturday, and uh, tickets available for five dollars, Coach. Yeah, it'll be uh, five dollars as of right now. Though I'm sure we'll have a post uh, on our website uh, later on today where people could go and, and purchase and, and find more details about that. Uh, my my niece uh, played this past season, and I know my um, my sister and the, they went to a game or two, and the the environment in there, Minji's gets loud no matter how many people are in it but (laughs) how much does a a home crowd kind of jazz you guys up when you're out there on the court i mean volleyball is based on momentum so when that crowd comes in and brings the energy it's it's a game changer honestly i think it was like a few weeks ago when we played smu we had a record attendance and um obviously that game didn't go our way but i just remember like the whole i had no doubt that we were gonna pull out a win like just because the crowd was so like suffocating I felt like to the other team like it was just it definitely went our way so if we can pack Minji's this weekend and let's do it I, I <laughs> yeah. feel like this is something that's, hopefully the students will get behind as well and uh, yeah. let's get that lower bowl rocking uh, <laughs> as East Carolina will take on the Citadel coming up Friday at 6 o'clock and Georgia Southern Winthrop uh, if the Pirates are able to win uh, will take on one of those two teams both the Eagles I believe Georgia Southern and Winthrop North Florida is that uh, Ospreys oh, yeah a unique, lo- <laughs> unique name. Very right? unique. Yeah, we used to say swoop all the time. Maybe not as okay. cool as a pirate, but no. still, still pretty <laughs> unique. Definitely not. Definitely not. All right, so. Uh, Adler, we want to keep this thing rolling. This thing could go all the way to basically mid-December because uh, you play a couple this weekend if you win and then move on to uh, the next round, and you want to keep playing as long as you can, right? Yeah, exactly. You want to keep practicing. That's kind of the thing, right? You want to keep practicing so you can keep playing. So that's uh, that's the goal. Uh, we'll take one game at a time and, and try to move on. Uh, Jennings, hopefully we can catch up with you again in the future. Juliana, if we don't talk to you again, uh, just, you know, your decision to come to East Carolina, was it worth it? And and how much have you enjoyed your time? uh, Oh, 100% worth it. I mean, I've made some of the bestest friends. I mean, I've known this one for less than two years now, and I feel like I've known her my whole life. And I could say just the same with anyone else on the team. And, I mean, it's just been the best transition. Obviously, as a transfer, you don't know what you're really going to get into and people have the saying is the grass isn't always greener and all that all that sorts of 
comments, but I mean, I've truly been blessed. Like I couldn't have imagined a better transition than this one. So, and coach, as far as recruiting goes, we talk about in every sport now with the portal, with with high school, I guess junior college. You know, there's so many different areas to look. You'll you'll get into that in the off season. I guess it never really stops though. But how how difficult is it? How much has that changed in the last few years in volleyball? Yeah, it's changed a lot. Uh, people are more. You could see everyone now. Um, we never had the rule of you had to sit out a year in volleyball. Okay. As long as you didn't transfer within the conference, uh, but you had to know. You didn't know who every, everyone was transferring, right? Maybe someone called you, oh, I'm, I'm going to get in. But now that it's open to the public and kids get into the portal, so it's open to everyone. So it could be a good or a bad thing, right? right? Uh, but also, there's way more of them transferring. So yeah. you, um, it's hard to you trying to read in between the lines. Is, is this transfer going to be good for you or not? Just because they're in the portal doesn't mean it, it could be a good thing. It could be a not-so-good right. thing. So you have to you know do your research talk to where they came from but also other people around maybe that knows the kid and in the family to see if the if it's going to be a good fit um we'll wrap it up i I have a sales pitch when i did pa for volleyball i would say why you should go it's fast paced it's exciting it's non-stop it's uh, you're you're celebrating after every play it's like it's it's entertainment uh jennings will go to you what uh why should people come out on friday and see your team play what kind of night will they have I mean, you'll have a night of, like you just said, excitement, <laughs> <laughs> excitement. You know, um, first ever postseason match in Minji's Coliseum. Yeah. How exciting is that? You know, you don't really ever heard of that at ACU, <laughs> so <laughs> that should be enough already. <laughs> Experience some history, right? Yeah. Coming up Friday, Juliana. How about you? Why should people come out and see you uh, coming up six o'clock on Friday? I'm like extremely excited. I think I'm more excited than honestly anyone <laughs> yeah. on the team this whole time. I've been like, either like, you need to tell me as soon as you get this call if we're gonna make the NIV. <laughs> yeah. like, I need to know. No, but I mean, I'm just so excited, and I'm trying to play volleyball as long as I can. So just trying to drag it out as far as we can. Oh, that's a good point. So what uh, what will you be doing this time next year? So I'm definitely going to stay in Greenville. Um, my goal is to go to PA school. So I'm going to work around here, um, get experience, really get the feel for just the medical environment and then apply next year and see where it goes from there. But definitely going to stay. Awesome. Definitely stay in being a pirate. She doesn't want to leave me yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Coach, I, I should have brought this up at the beginning. What was that call like? When did you get the information and where were you and, and how did you uh, announce that to your team? No, we actually, we watched it together as okay. a team. So there, there's a... Um, you know, the uh, they do a selection show just like the NCAA. But uh, it was interesting because uh, in their selection show, they didn't have the brackets yet. They, they just had the teams that made it. So then um, kind of like, oh, man, so where are we? What are we doing? So then uh, 30 minutes later, then we get an email that's, you know, with the, with the brackets. And so I text everyone, say, hey, the bracket's out now. Go check it out. So it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, the fact that we're in it, uh, we like I said, we get to practice. Practice again. We get to play in front of, and also, uh, again, kudos to the admins um, uh, for uh, making it work uh, to yeah. play at home. Because uh, I know that's big. Uh, there's a ton of basketball games you have to work around. Uh, there's a ton of people that needs to be um, involved uh, to make it happen. It's just not just just go play volleyball. There's refs. There's um, yeah. you know uh, setting up the the place and, and hiring different people for different things. So um, the fact that we get to play at home is awesome uh in front of our crowd uh is awesome pirate nation 
has one of the best crowds, um, and they, you know, coming out to see us uh, is going to be a great time. Um, and it's also a great time for family, right? You bring your family, come, you know, um, get some popcorn, enjoy an evening, uh, watch some great uh, volleyball, and it's exciting. And the points are fast, right? So um, once you serve, someone's getting a point no matter what. Every At play. some point, every play, <laughs> someone's scoring, right? So uh, hopefully we do more of the scoring uh, and then, um, you know, the crowd helps us a lot as well. Um, they could give us, guarantee us two or three points. So we, we, we love when they're there. Um, they get really loud, makes it really tough um, for the other team. Great stuff. Uh, coaches mentioned practice quite a bit. Do y'all enjoy the practices as much as he does, or is that a coach thing? <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Okay. I love everything. Good. Good. <laughs> he wants to practice, man. Let's practice. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Congratulations once again, and uh, can't wait to see it Friday and hopefully Saturday as well. East Carolina and the Citadel Friday at 6. If the Pirates win, they will play once again Saturday at 6 o'clock, Menji's Coliseum. Uh, Jennings, Juliana, Coach, congratulations. Thank you all for hanging out. Yeah, thank you. thank you. Appreciate we'll do it, it again down the road. All right, there are uh, the volleyball members joining us here earlier this afternoon, and I told them let's go ahead and win two this weekend, and we'll do it all over again next week. So uh, head out to Minji's on. Actually, man, Minji's going to be rocking all week, right? We got women's hoops Wednesday, Education Day. We got UNCW coming to town Thursday for men's hoops, and then uh, we've got volleyball on friday and Saturday, there's nothing like postseason ball games in mengees you've always said that there's nothing like it nothing i can't think of anything to compare it to let's take a break when we return we'll wrap up hour number two jay nick jason nichols gonna join us hour three of this monday program we'll be back with you uh have our fleet feet rundown and more after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip. All right. Your Fleet Feet Rundown brought to you by Fleet Feet. Head over, get the most uh, comfortable shoes with the best service at Fleet Feet. They're at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Chris Lunyon is an East Carolina alum. He owns and operates Fleet Feet, and they provide that great one-on-one service to runners, walkers, everybody in between. Monday night football tonight. Bears, Vikings. We got that for you on Pirate Radio. Uh, also, uh, we'll have the SEC Championship live on Pirate Radio this Saturday. Bama and Georgia. Can uh, Bama 
get sneak into the college football playoff or at least put their name in the hat with a win over georgia georgia uh, been playing very well obviously all year but be- playing great of late how about the ending of that iron bowl between Bama and Auburn, I mean, Auburn pretty much had that game with 40 seconds left, and then Bama just threw a absolute hail Prayer. mary. Fourth and goal from the 30, and Milrow yeah. finds yeah. his guy. It had yeah. all day to throw it. A lot of uh, criticism to uh, Hugh Freeze for only rushing two guys. Yeah, but, but in that but situation, still, if you, you got nine backs, yeah. you would think you could cover 30 yards, really 40 yards, because you got an end zone with 10 yards yeah just a complete meltdown miracle win by bama uh they will play georgia coming up on saturday top story of the day in the nfl frank reich fired gone by the panthers after 11 games what'd you say joey you saw where he said that he was uh this time in the nfl is over he posted himself that that was last chapter of his nfl journey he posted out on his twitter Mm -hmm. on his ex I like the report yesterday that uh, David Tepper left the locker room shaking his head in disgust and was heard by multiple reporters yelling, and then it's just a F. So I don't know what he yelled. Was it Frank? <laughs> Freak? Fish. 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 Feet. What did he yell? Nobody will type it out. Rightfully so. Fiddlesticks? It a bomb. That was an F-bomb? That was an F-bomb. French onion dip. Yeah, so he was uh, not happy. Uh, Frank Reich told told the Charlotte Observer, I want to convey I have nothing positive, nothing but positive thoughts about Mr. Tepper. Nothing positive. (laughs) I have nothing positive to say about that guy. I almost misquoted that one. I have nothing but positive thoughts about Mr. Tepper. I hate, I've heard people talk about this. How we call owners, uh, they use the word mister for all the owners, even if you're like an old grown man. Does Bill Belichick call Bob Kraft Mr. Kraft? Or does he call him Bob or Robert? Uh, I see Robert. I can hear Robert. Yeah. Uh, Listen, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Drops the Rob at Hey, Robbie. Hey, Robbie. Roberto. But like, uh, it, it reminds me of Dan Snyder making people call him Mr. Snyder and not calling him dan it's just gross why am i talking about dan snyder by the way i have no proof that uh frank wright said what he said give me a second i got you yeah that sounds like another thing joey made up and but it's his he adds to the list of things of why we should not trust him Mm. fine by me it's his ass in the jackpot right now all right let's see if he can find the proof where is he going i don't know i think he's leaving uh, we need to take a break. When How's we return, leaving? Jason <laughs> with his fleet feet. <laughs> Joe, you got too much pride, man. We need to talk about this. So Say something. Oh, okay. You you <laughs> okay? You are really tough at handling any kind of criticism. You just break. You go into this. Shell I literally said okay. And you start fighting. You're doing it right now. You just fight out of the corner. You I won't. literally said okay. <laughs> you will not just be like, yeah, y'all right, yeah. <laughs> He's fuming right now. <laughs> like that off the air. Chandler was gonna do a favor for you, and I don't even know what we were talking about. You were like, I don't need that favor. I don't want that favor. Chandler's still going to do it for you because he's I a told nice him to guy. I watch his mouth. I said, because yeah. I said, watch how you're treating me because I'm, you know, I'm providing you transportation. 
No, this man has searched the entire internet. He ain't got to apologize. I'll drive him home. How about that? Why? How about them apples? Why? Because I just like to stoke the fire. He's never gonna, <laughs> never gonna. I just like, I just like. I think a ride, I think a ride home from Chandler is it's completely fair for the amount of rides home I've given him. Okay, See, now here we go, dude. If we want to go tit for tat, we can go tit for tat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's an animal. He's man. got a point there, man. He's yeah. got a point. Yeah, because I don't think you told uh, Clipper what you did for me or what I did for you Saturday. And what did I do for you? What? What'd you do for me? Give you a car. Oh, new, new car. Didn't need. You the get car. a car, and you get a car. You didn't need I, the car. I would love. I, I would love I'll a new let you car. Drive my car to take you home <laughs> that you couldn't operate. <laughs> do we have to expand on that? Because no, I had a ride. No, people know why you took me home. But did you leave it at my house? No, you took nope. it to your house. Well, how yeah. else was he supposed to get home? I left it. I gave him my car. Is that because you couldn't operate it? It sounds like a deal. The deal it is, was a deal. You get the car if you can give me a ride home. Y'all both got something out of yes. it. Yes. All right, fine. <laughs> Tyler asking, is Joey still mad at me? You still mad at Tyler? Who's Which that? Tyler? Oh, no, man, Tyler. no, I take that back. I take that back. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking Austin. Nah, me and Tyler are good. Y'all good? All right, good. No, Steve, I don't need an Uber. You know who needs an Uber? <laughs> this guy over here. Joey, he needs an Uber. Is that Steve Hill? Yes. Man, I know Steve got me. Steve would come up to the studio right now and give me a ride home. I've and give you cinnamon buns in the process. Love you, Steve. When we return, Jason Nichols joins us. We'll talk Pirate football, NFL, coaching carousel. And, and whether more. or not he'll give Chandler a ride home. <laughs> Back with you after this. Me a ride home? You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, hunting, defense and personal protection including a wide variety for ladies and youth they will buy sell and trade carolina caliber locally owned and operated since 1960 on fire tower road in winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com now let's head back in to prl here's clip all right back with you pirate radio live why is this taking so long to upload i'm uploading an argument from the break between joey and chandler because they just kept going at it uh, but calmer heads have prevailed. We got Coach Jason Nichols in here. He broke up the fight. I don't know, Coach. How, what do you do? Do you let your guys go at it for a little while before you break it up, or do you break it up immediately in practice if they're they're going at it? I'm 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 like Dion. Let me see what you guys. Think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know this. I'm not running up in there because them helmets hurt. You yeah, know? you're so, staying out. Yeah, I want to fight. Fight. But <laughs> y'all gonna be tired afterwards. <laughs> and then probably have to run and no do other doubt. stuff too. Go hold hands and walk around the field and apologize to each other. <laughs> That's a good idea. Chandler, Joey, already do Walk that? around the building I, a couple I, times. Coach Nichols <laughs> got an idea. Okay, what's the idea? Y'all are going to hold hands and walk around the building and apologize. Yeah. 
You really made your 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 athletes do that? Walk around the whole field. Yeah, we hold hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pray a prayer. We can do that. We can <laughs> do that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Jason joining us after the conclusion to the East Carolina football season and uh, ends with a another disappointing defeat this time to Tulsa. And now we're uh, we're entering the off season, Jason, and we've already know we've got a coordinator spot to fill in. Um, Tegan Wilk has entered the portal and he's going to be joined by others uh, no doubt you've got to make that hire you've got to bring in the portal opens on the 4th of December you've got to bring in a quarterback or two so this is going to be a very busy interesting offseason for ECU football it will be busy I mean especially with, with searching for a quarterback in the portal which you know I tell you what it's a lot of men are in the portal that I've been looking at here today you know from all over and so can you get in on one of them is is, is what you got to be able to find out. So uh, it'll be a busy time. I, I know right now they're probably already on the road, uh, you know, recruiting because that, that's it. That's what you got to do. And how tied in will the quarterback they bring in be to the coordinator they hire? I mean, we would love to see a package deal, coach and player from the same school, and, and that, that'd be fantastic. But that <clears throat> that may not happen. So you want to hire a coach before the fourth, I guess, right? And and so he can kind of see what he wants to add to this, uh, this offense. Well, just because the portal opens on the fourth, that doesn't mean that that – kids are done at that point in time i think when is the early signing period december 16th 17th 18th somewhere in there so whenever that first signing period you would love to make sure you have a guy in place just so he can evaluate and y'all can really go hard these next you know two three weeks whatever it may be to uh find the right guy for the program but um I think sometimes you have to also say, well, if we don't find the right guy, let's be patient. And But it's hard to do that when you don't yeah. have anybody on your roster. But typically you say, let's be patient and make sure we find the right guy. And um, it, it sped up this year a little bit just because of what we experienced with uh, that position. Uh, the 23-24 academic year, it is scheduled for December 20th, the early okay. Sunday period. December 20th. Yeah, and uh, if you're East Carolina right now, you uh, we got to see too who will be leaving this program. And and man, this it's tough. It's got to be tough for the coaches to look at paper or computer, however you want to do it, and fill in. All right, who's on our roster? What does our depth chart look like? That's that's challenging. Man, it is gonna it's gonna be a challenge moving forward for everybody because everybody has that same opportunity to to transfer. So it's a game of of who's leaving. And having a good pulse on your team as far as, you know, who's bought in and who's not, um, who you need to encourage to get in the portal because uh, you need to get a uh, scholarship for that position. It'll it'll be a lot of talks going on. I'm sure they probably have done some exit interviews with the players yeah. starting probably today. And, and, and this is a busy time now because if Coach is in town, I mean, he has to do exit interviews. You know, you're trying to get a feel on who's coming back. You got to get on the road to go see recruits that you got on the hook now. And, you know, as assistants, take those coaches all over the country now because we're out there trying to sell our guy and get our guys committed. 
Jason, you talked during the season uh, a few times about going the JUCO route. Maybe that is being underutilized with everybody's fascination with the transfer portal and, of course, traditional high school recruiting. And did see today that East Carolina got a commit from a uh, a junior college offensive lineman. So wow. that is uh, that's a direction. Well, you know, not not put everything you got into that basket, but no. but something you but, think but they it's, should do. It's part of the process, right? Yeah. I, I think that is smart because. You can evaluate a junior college player. You're going to see him play for two years, right? If he's a qualifier, you can watch him for one year because if he's a qualifier, he can go there for one year and come out. But a non-qualifier has to go in there for two years and get his AA before he can come out. So um, you definitely get a lot of film on those guys. I think it's the road less traveled now because you got to work a little bit harder to go find those guys, whereas you you can sit in here in the portal, get all the names and pull up the huddle and, and find out who, who do you want, you know, and but that's what everybody's going to do because it's a pecking order. We talked about this a lot, you yeah. know, just being a pecking order out there. But that is a good sign if that you know that they're they're going to uncover whatever they got to do to find the right players. Jason Nichols joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios and uh, enjoy talking with Jason the entire year on uh, this program, the Bud Light pregame tailgate, and of course the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And just kind of to uh, address your future, Jason, you are looking to get back into the coaching world. Uh, Fair to say, so you're uh, uh, you're on your phone right now. Probably got a lot going on yourself this time of year, I would imagine. Yeah, it picks up. It gets a little busier, man. You're trying to stay on top of who's going where and who's leaving who, and trying to get uh, a situation that you can get something, you know, pointing in your favor. So. It'll be a busy time. It'll be a busy time. What uh, What's your ideal position? Because you've coached running backs, you've coached receivers, you've done the what was your role, your last role at East Carolina, the Director player of player development, player development. Mm-hmm. So, what would be your ideal job if you could pick it yourself? I probably I do want to get back to receivers when it's all said and done. Running backs was good. I, I wanted running backs because I wanted to learn a run game. And when we got when I got let go at ULM with Todd Berry, uh, I had some opportunities to go coach receivers um, out in Wyoming, and I was like, I don't want to move to Wyoming. And then um, I said, Well, if I'm gonna have to take a step back, and I went to the FCS. I said, I want to go coach running backs because as a receivers guy, I always wanted to get involved in the run game and pass protections. But you get so involved in the season that it's hard to truly say, I want to, how are we protecting this this week or how are we blocking this in the run game this week? And being at running back helped me to focus on that. And it took me out of my comfort zone. It made me have to grow as a coach. And and that's what I wanted. I didn't want to go coach. I had coached receivers for 15 years up until that point and had played it. So being a running backs coach was good. I was I was out of my element, but I grew and I learned, and I thought it added to me who I am today as far as understanding blocking schemes. And, you know, now I can point out that dude missed the block. You know, they're running, you know. So uh, that protection right here, we got we to gotta flip the protection, you know. So it's been valuable, but my heart is in receivers. I mean, like when it's all said and done, uh, you know, wherever I can get back on the field. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I'm sure. Um, with you taking a step back this year and you joined us, you obviously watched uh, a lot of more ECU football than you've been able to, uh, unless you were coaching here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just watching games as a fan, 
you're still able to watch him as a coach too so did you find yourself looking at certain teams and saying that's interesting what they do there and then yeah. did you were you able to look at it from a fan and a coach perspective this year sure man i jot stuff down like when i see stuff that i'm like man that's that's pretty unique i'll jot it down i'll go back and rewind it and film it and put it in my phone so um you never stop learning I mean that's just the nature of it in football nothing is original everybody steals from somebody and what you try to do is put stuff and grab stuff that fits what you like to do as a as a uh, offensive mind as an offensive play caller and uh, so whenever I see something that's unique yeah man I'm I'm willing to steal it learn from it and, and and grow when it comes to East Carolina, do you think we're going to see a major change, a major shift in philosophy offensively, whatever the whoever the new coordinator is? Is, is Mike Houston willing to do that? Is, is the AD, does John Gilbert maybe go to him and say, we, we need to do something radical? First of all, you need to get the fans excited about something, at least something different. So I don't know. What, what do you think those talks are going to be like? And do you think we'll see something different here next year? I, I don't know off the t- you know, I don't know, but I would suspect that, you know, he's going to want to bring somebody in here that can come in and put together a, a system that allows you to go score and be explosive. And, um, you know, there's a lot of any offense, any play can be explosive if it's executed sure. correctly. But, just being in the mind of I want to spray guys out to give us the numbers that we're trying to get in the box to help out the O-line. You know, that's one of the ways you can do it. So I would say he, he's going to probably look for somebody that has some creativity that that can incorporate a good run game and can do things in the passing game to to score points. Jason Nichols joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. John Gilbert will be speaking tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. And, um, you know, we'll be throwing some questions at him regarding uh, Jonathan keeps talking about a plan. What's the plan? We need a plan. And uh, maybe Gilbert will have answers. Maybe it'll be some coach speak. But either way, uh, he will address this season and we'll hear what he have to say. We're all assuming at this point that Mike Houston will be back as head coach. You would think if he wasn't, it would probably have been announced by now, I would say. But Yeah, man. I mean, if you if you haven't checked out what's been going on the last two days this it's a lot of a lot of change been going on in college football so at this point you know coach houston's here and probably rightfully so i know a lot of people are upset with what what happened this year but just to you know we we can't be reactionary to stuff we got to understand that there's a lot that has to go into this process and at the end of the day i think he's probably earned the right to to come back and prove himself another year um you know we're not fortunate enough to be like Texas A&M who's going to write a 70-some million dollar check to get rid of somebody and um, and and we right, and, and to be honest with you they was wanting to get rid of Fisher before they fired him yeah. uh, this year but they gave him a chance to come back and redeem himself and he, he didn't do it so uh, I, I think it's only fair and um, you know and I think this is a growing I mean we all grow I just said you know when you're in football you don't ever stop growing I think this is a growing lesson and an experience for Coach Houston. Uh, let's take a break. We'll run over some of the coaching moves. Look at the college football coaching carousel because there have been a lot of them and, and some pretty big names at that. So we'll do that with Jason Nichols and have more for you here. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We roll on after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Ortho East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday busy week. Uh, We got... John Gilbert press conference coming up Tuesday at 10 o'clock. ECU women at home uh, early on Wednesday for Education Day in Menji's Coliseum. On Thursday, uh, you have men's hoops against UNCW. And Friday and Saturday, postseason volleyball in Menji's Coliseum. So a lot going on this time of year. And we got to... uh, Keep our ears to the ground on what's going on with the offensive coordinator search, players leaving and entering the program, and uh, and everything else in between. Could be some staff changes as well, of course. Uh-oh, Chandler, I see some uh, fancy art and some fonts. And what do we got over there? Well, uh, we do have a pirate entering the transfer portal, and that is David Chapeau, who is a punter. Uh, I don't believe we saw much of him. Uh, I don't believe I've ever heard his name. <laughs> I remember getting him uh, last year, me being a specialist on my former Sure, yeah. You were on top of this stuff. Um, but no, yeah, I'm a former long snapper. David Chapeau has added to the list of Pirates, which is a short list right now, um, entering the transfer portal along with Tegan Wilk. Did he say any cool uh, use the phrases? All thanks, to, all thanks goes to God because okay. he has blessed – God, I can't read this. You know what? Having you read something's a bad idea. No, I can't read this font. (laughs) I want to thank ECU football for memories and the lifelong relationships I've built with my team. I don't. We don't need the whole thing. Just with that being said, there you go. I like that. I like the with that being said. All right, so uh, we have a punter in the portal. Uh, Do we have Luke Larson here for comment on that? Luke, what are your what are you? Crikey, mate, David, where are you going, man? Where are you going, mate? (laughs) <laughs> Luke Larson, by the way, still has a couple years left. Crikey, mate. I'm like 33 years old, mate. <laughs> You'll be having more blooming onions here in Greenville, uh, it appears. All right, uh, Jason Nichols here. The coaching carousel rolls on. I, honestly, it, it kind of reminds me with a coach being here, and you've experienced this, Jason, that these are like families being uprooted and things like that we speak very nonchalantly about it here Mm -hmm. uh but i do understand that um that these guys are losing their jobs and and having to move and things like that although they do usually have a nice parachute of money with them too so i don't feel completely terrible for them but yeah mainly the head coaches have the parachute right yeah those guys are uh, taken care of use assistance it just depends on whether or not they give out one or two year deals depending on what's left on your deal so and a lot of that is uh you know is is different at every you know how many more than one year deals did you receive as an assistant just one okay yeah so other than that it was just all one year deals Mm -hmm. uh dana holgerson out at houston we've had some fun picking on dana over the years 
um what is what's his next move does he go to like coach rehab at alabama or a big school like that like those guys probably so i think yeah. they got to pay him around 14 15 million or something like 17 million or something like mm. that so uh he won't be in a rush to make a decision um but yeah I, you know alabama used to be that's where you go to get cleaned up when you got fired as a head coach and and look for your next opportunity bill o'brien Bill O'Brien, Lank, I mean, you just name them. Yeah. They, they, Sark. Sark, there, I believe. <laughs> uh, boy, Tom Allen, everybody had a rough COVID year. It was a good one for Tom Allen at Indiana. Uh, they went 6-2. and two. That's when we learned about Michael Penix and, uh, and that offense. But other than that, uh, pretty rough go at it at Indiana. Uh, nine and twenty-six overall, three and twenty-three in Big Ten since the twenty-twenty season. So Indiana moving on from Tom Allen, and I don't know, Jason. That just seems like a really, really tough football job there in the Big Ten. It is. I mean, <clears throat> but I thought Kentucky was a really tough football job being the SEC. So find the right guy. Find the right guy that can come in there and 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 hit on the right recruits. Uh, especially at the QB position, and you got a chance. Duke found the right guy uh, post-David Cutcliffe. It was Mike Elko, but Mike Elko appears to be uh, is on the way back to Texas A&M. Well, that's what happens when you find the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's you a downside two. to finding the right guy. <laughs> you get two years, and he's gone. Uh, 16 and 9 in two years under Elko. That's pretty awesome. And lost yeah. his quarterback this year uh, in Leonard and was still able to to piece together a couple wins. So uh, he they have a coaching move to make now. Oregon State needs to find a coach because Jonathan Smith uh, goes to Michigan State. I didn't realize. So he's fr- he went to Michigan State, mm-hmm. and now he's going back to Sparty after all the issues they've had there this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's an attractive place because right now you're talking about going to the Big Ten. And you're looking at what just happened out there with Oregon State yeah. being dissolved. Did they get where are they going? Are they going right now? They're nowhere. They're nowhere. Them and Washington State are the odd men out, I believe. Okay, so if those two are the only two out, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen there. So you go to Michigan State because it's in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten seems to be in a good place right now from a um, conference standpoint. Dino Babers, just interesting. They would beat Clemson, like pull an upset. They'd have a pretty good year. They'd also lose some head scratchers. So he finishes. 41 and 55 over the past eight seasons uh acc record 20 and 45 so that wasn't cutting it and he is out at syracuse again had some pretty good teams at times would like be up there in the top 25 kind of early in the year maybe fade uh but interested to see his next move and and what syracuse decides to do yeah he started out what 4-0 this year got a good friend up there that's coaching the o-line and um, they started off on fire, and then they hit that part of the schedule where it was like Florida State, Clemson, right. and it was a gauntlet there. And they just seemed to be uh, missing a few pieces to really get over the top. They had some good-looking kids from what I saw on film watching them play a couple times this year. A name uh, tied with ECU a couple of times in the past, Rick Stockstill, uh, has been fired at Middle Tennessee. He has been there a long, long time. Um, and he was an offensive coordinator here. His name was brought up, and and he was almost the head coach uh, before East Carolina brought in Ruffin McNeil here at East Carolina. So interested to see with his his age, Jason, does he get back into it, or is that about it nah, for him? Uh, he he's he was at Middle for what, eighteen years or something like that. I mean, that's a you don't even get that nowadays. Yeah, you know. So uh, I would say he's probably done and is going to walk off and run off or whatever into the sunset. 
uh let's see you got dana is it demel at utep utep yeah. yeah don't know much about that guy other than i know utep's a tough job danny gonzalez i don't believe that's the one from here at east carolina yeah. <laughs> uh fired at new mexico brady hoke retiring yes. san diego state which is for g5 or whatever you want to label them san diego state's a pretty good job right yeah I, it, they should it, be able to find somebody man you got some players out there in california and you can keep them in san diego shoot that's not a bad place to go and boise state finds themselves in a position they hadn't been in in forever almost uh they uh of course chris peterson spent all that time there they have fired they fired their head coach earlier in the year uh so they have an opening yeah i mean boise idaho man we went out there we didn't play boise but we played idaho one year and man that's a long way out there there's not much <laughs> around there brother so i don't know about boise but i know at idaho it wasn't a lot around there but um yeah i mean they don't have to get a west coast guy or somebody that got ties there because that, that's what they're missing now is that that tradition that those guys had out there yeah kind of a gonzaga situation in basketball mark few's been able to do it and now they are a, a monster program but how I don't know. How was Peterson and, and the prior coach before that able to, to bring in talent from out there? Where would they get their guys? California? California. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of California recruiting there. And, then, you know, so I don't know. They, that's why you got to bring somebody back there that can kind of say, hey, this is what we got to go get that fits what we're looking for. Uh, Eric said Syracuse really went in the crapper over the past couple of decades. I remember they used to always flirt with top 10 and consistently stayed in the top 25. That was uh, Paul Pascaloni. Pascaloni. Yeah. Yep. As their head coach. Donovan McNabb. You were seeing highlights. Uh, oh, you were talking. They were show, talking about Marvin Harrison Marvin Senior. Marvin Harrison. You're like, yeah. He was. Quentin Spotwood. I mean, they, shoot. They had a, they had a lot of great players. They went there. to Freeney, Freeney on the defensive side. Yes. I mean, <laughs> had some studs up there playing in the Carrier Dome. Yes, sir. Um, Jamie says, if you're Jimbo Fisher, buy into a minor league team or something to coach. That guy won the lottery. I mean, he ain't got to worry about nothing. <laughs> buy a lottery. Man, I, if I was I wonder, Jimbo Fisher, I, I, you're right. I'll go buy me a nice house somewhere tropical, and I will learn how to fish and do all that great stuff and enjoy life. I wonder if you'll see him on TV or if you will just see him away from everything. Speaking of TV, Urban Meyer's on TV. Yeah. It's, uh, who's going to give him a call, Jason? Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to give him a call right now. You think you it's know? still hands-off at this I, point? I think it's still hands-off. that last, The way that last deal went down with him, with Jacksonville, and the video of him being at that bar, I mean, that's... Didn't go back with the team or whatever. Didn't go or back with the yeah. team. And, I mean, it, it, that just was not a good look. Now, somebody that's struggling enough that thinks maybe he, we, can, he can, we can bring in a name and he'll he'll sell some tickets. And, you know, at the end of the day, somebody will sell their soul for whatever they want. Sure. But, um, I don't know if he'll get the opportunity that he that he's looking for. I don't think he's looking for anything no more. I think he's content doing what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, Chandler is hoping his next coach is Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, I, Brian Flores. I wonder, how, how do you think, do you think Harbaugh's at Michigan next year? Wow, that's a good question. Because um, he'll be back on the sidelines this week, right? Yeah, he only had a three-game suspension, yeah. right? So, uh, that'll be interesting. I'm not sure. I, I, I really, you know, he's a guy that, that's been able to have success both in the NFL and in college. So, depends on what he if he's tired of all this scrutiny maybe he'll go to the nfl because you get less scrutinized there you can just coach football and deal with that um but it, it just depends on what he's looking for 
and have Harbaugh Bowl 2.0, Chandler. Panthers and Ravens Super Bowl. Man. <clears throat> Harbaugh Brothers Super Bowl Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric says Urban just couldn't stay hands off <laughs> and said he's a real players coach. Play on, player. <laughs> Old Urban had some moves at the bar. I was getting it. Uh, <laughs> you can buy his book, by the way, about integrity if you oh, want to on Amazon. I'm good. At I watched that deal with the Florida Gators this summer. <laughs> that was yeah, enough I for was, you. I was good. <laughs> uh, coaching carousel, college football, and it's uh, about to get cranking in the NFL too. We're talking about some of those. Uh, uh, NFL jobs that are open or will be open and you've got uh, Carolina once again as recent as today. Hello Darkness my old friend. Been here before. Um, Antonio Pierce lost his first game as the interim coach with the Raiders. They were up 14 nothing on the Chiefs uh, before yeah. losing that game. Uh, but the Raiders <laughs> technically have an opening if they don't decide to stick with uh, the former linebacker there. Uh, Washington will have an opening. Uh, are we going to say that New England yes, will have an opening? That will be a done deal this year. All right. So uh, we, we got to fill out those jobs as well. Interesting on the Panthers front, Adam Schefter saying today, because you said, Jason, a hot name is going to be, is it Ben Johnson, mm-hmm. coordinator offense at, uh, at with the Lions? And Adam Schefter said the, that was the Panthers guy last year. They wanted him, and he didn't want to go there. So I, I just I, I hadn't heard that before today from Schefter yeah and right now I saw the odds he is the favorite at plus 500 but I mean it's what Adam Schefter said today if he didn't want it last year why in the world would he want it now yeah because you've got your quarterback who's going to go in there and and work with Young and and turn him into something yeah and I think that's great having Bryce Young because I feel like that could be maybe a you know selling point a selling point in this job so well you know and and, you know Detroit Lions are having a heck of a year and one thing in this profession you better do is you better strike while you're hot because eventually you'll cool off and if you cool off you just become another coach at that point in time so and we get on these coaches about leaving and lack of loyalty but we've also seen it where you stay at a spot one year too long I mean maybe the the Allen guy at Indiana I don't know if anybody was coming after him but after that great year they had um, they went in the tank, and and you got to know when to, well, when Matt, to jump in. Matt Campbell, a guy that I worked with out at Iowa, Iowa State. State, great example. I mean, he was getting flirted with by everybody. Who's brought up his name lately? Yeah, yeah. And you know, and I, it, it was a time where at Florida State, Tennessee, you know, you can name it. They were they were coming after him, but the Cyclones have kind of cooled off a little bit, and he's not getting you know. And, and kudos for him. He he turned down stuff. Maybe he was content being right there at Iowa State. Where were you coaching with him at? Toledo. Okay. Yeah. Toledo in the top twenty-five, I believe, after their eleventh win of the yeah, season. Toledo's been a very good. You know, when I was in the MAC. They were a half, you know, like I remember when I left Kent State, it was counting dollars to go recruit. You know, you had to go recruit them with, with a budget. And then I got to Toledo. They was like, no, just go. <laughs> you know, so it's the reason why they went. There you you got to be able to go recruit. Robert says college analysts also evaluate recruits. And I don't I don't. Can you help me out with that question, Robert? I don't quite understand what you're trying to say. Um and you made me forget what i was gonna say (laughs) come on robert double whammy uh but we'll get back to that in a moment all right um let's take a break we'll come back more with jason nichols if you got a question you can get it in 
Jamie says the Toledo coach rumored to Indiana. That's kind of the step, right? From Makes the sense. MAC to the Big Ten. Yeah, he's been. His name has been in a lot of the. Um, he was in on the Syracuse. He was in on the Michigan State. So, yeah, makes sense. P.J. Fleck with Western Michigan to uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, Mac to Big Ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie says Jim Caldwell, I think, is serious consideration for the Panthers. Tony wanted Caldwell last year. I just said it was kind of a boring hire. But I guess you, the NFL is different than college. College, you almost <laughs> need to splash it for your donors and your yeah. boosters. NFL, you just want a guy that knows football, no doubt. And the second, the second favorite for the Panthers' job, it is Jim, not Harbaugh, but it is Caldwell at plus six hundred. Where is he now? He is with the Panthers right now. He's a, he's. Oh, a, that's right. Yeah. Now I remember what I was going to say. This guy was a trivia answer the other night at AJ's last week. Where is Willie Taggart right now? And I'll look it up. But does anybody know? Yes. Where? Baltimore Ravens. Oh, okay, what's he doing? Coaching like receivers or something over there. He was the, he was getting around, man. He was at USF, went to Oregon for one year, right? Yeah. Before going to Tallahassee. Yeah. And uh, he was the answer to a trivia question because he's on the top five biggest buyouts of all time list, right. along with Charlie Weiss. And uh, I'm trying to think. I can't remember the whole list now, but he was up there. And now he's just counting his money and about to go to the playoffs with yep. the, uh, the Ravens. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, you can kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss any games. Uh, they'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody, Mary, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live, Shirley Rhodes, Young Joey, Chan Man, Jason Nichols here. Uh, okay, Robert's question, do college analysts get involved in recruiting in any way? So you see like these guys brought on to a, we're going to bring in this guy as an analyst. Uh, Jason, do you know the answer to that? Uh, typically, um, no. They can, they can recruit from the office. They can make calls and all that good stuff. But typically you only have so many coaches that's allowed on the road okay um now that rule has been kind of going back and forth because at one point because you can switch guys out like if you lose a coach you can you used to have to take the test and if you pass the recruiting test which you had everybody take it that summer everybody's on your staff will go take the recruiting test they pass the recruiting test then they were eligible to be out on the road to go recruit. The, the deal is they've done away with the recruiting test now. So 
I don't know how they do it with the analysts now. What uh, type of questions are on that test? <laughs> a bunch of they try to trick you they ask you the same questions like three different ways to see if you truly know the rule or what not oh so, so it was more about rules it was stuff. about okay. rules yeah right. you had the manual and it was um, man it was a it was a deal now they tried to get you but you saw some of the same questions over and over again so the longer that you've been in it you already knew what was coming all you had to really study was new legislation there was a rumor was it Antonio King he was the running backs coach and uh came from the high school but like that he was just on the road and like everybody he talked to he'd offer him a scholarship or something <laughs> i don't know if that ended up being true or not or what but just uh kind of crazy stories like that yeah um jamie says does ohio state deserve to be a playoff team he says i think so they played michigan close on the road marvin harrison jr is amazing i'd rather see them than florida state not a Florida State goes undefeated. Undefeated Florida State, undefeated Washington. Yeah, I, I don't think you can find a spot for Ohio State. No. Sorry, when, when there's twelve, when you lead, go undefeated and win your lead. You yeah. deserve it. Now, and what, now, if Washington and Florida State falters, lose, then yeah. I think you can. You open up a door. There. You open up a door. This is just like if what if Alabama beats Georgia? What do you do? Who's in? <laughs> and you still have an undefeated Florida State and Washington. Do you take Georgia out? If well, how about who who deserves it more if Alabama wins this week, Georgia or Alabama? I still say Georgia. Yeah, they went to twelve and zero. Yeah. Yes, and lost in their championship. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's what they would do, but yeah, it's kind of how I look at it. And then you've got how about Oregon's a nine and a half point favorite against Washington in the rematch I'll tell you what they've looked good now down the stretch here so um, and that stinks for Washington too they went 12-0 and 0. they handled their business in the regular season yeah. and now they gotta go do it again or they're gonna be left out yeah and, and I agree with you Jamie that if Ohio State and Florida State played right now Ohio State would win they would kill them but that's not what it's about. <laughs> it's, it's about. It's uh, you know, it's earning your spot in. I always hate that argument too when like a team gets in the NCAA tournament that shouldn't, or a team gets left out, and then you see the result of the tournament game and say, "See, this yeah. other team should have been in." Well, that's yeah. just that's not how it works. That's called hindsight, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's just... And at that point, if Florida State is undefeated, they don't get in. And it's is it because of the quarterback situation they have? I guess that would be the argument because you can't. uh, So they beat LSU. They will have beaten, uh, which the Louisville won't be top 10 anymore because they lost to Kentucky, right? But they look, they didn't play a tough schedule this year, but they won their games. You can only play what's on your schedule, right? And just like every, I forget who everybody was talking to, you can can only play who's on your schedule. And let's face it, even in the the Big Ten right now, who who, besides Michigan, who else was going to? challenge those guys maybe Penn State but Penn State has always shown that they can't win the big game right they now. beat everybody else yeah. and then lose to and those then lose two. to one of the, those those top two yeah and I, I'm not a Big Ten fan as far as these teams outside of uh, Michigan and Ohio State because Iowa is a complete eyesore to watch play yeah. Nebraska ain't got it like nope. yeah it's it's very weak Wisconsin's down nah, normally they they're a respectable team Minnesota Minnesota's back where they used to be I don't know. Rutgers is not it. <laughs> and now Chris says, and this is part of the – some people like this, some people hate it. If Bama wins, they should get in. No way the SEC champion should be tossed out of the college football playoff. <laughs> My argument is Georgia 
with a 12-0 regular season deserves it more than Bama, even if they lose this week. Two-time defending national champion. Do you put that in there as well? I mean... Uh, that's in our back yeah. of our minds. Yeah. Um, Scott wants to know about a rumor, and I think we can clear this rumor up real quick because John Gruden is here with us. Uh, he said, did I hear John a rumor that John Gruden is going to Indiana? Uh, yeah, man. Probably going to go to Indiana and get back into the coaching world, man. But when you think about Indiana, man, you don't really think of a lot of quarterbacks, man. If you name one quarterback from Indiana. Michael Penix. Well, I was going to say Michael Penix, but now he's at Washington, man, playing for a Pac-12 championship. But uh, Did Trent Green go to Indiana, or did I just make that up? I might have made that up. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Coach, I can't really think of a lot of uh, of Indiana QBs or NFL players. But well, like Antoine pro- Randall. Randall. <laughs> man, man, you forgot about Antoine Randall, but... Uh, Trent Green, Indiana. Trent Green, a good Killing quarterback it from Indiana. But when I get to Indiana, I can promise you one thing, Indiana fans. I'm going to get a quarterback in there that's going to be really good at playing quarterback. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> good to see you. Well, uh, you know, I let it go for the sake of the bit, but I did read that that report was false. Uh, your fault, Shirley. <laughs> it looks How like you, you got a bad him? email, man. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. need to check your emails, man. Yeah. I tell you what, sometimes those emails get bad, and they they have the junk mail and all that. The spam. Yeah, appara- you apparently wanna... you read a lot of spam, spam email there? and not the actual emails. <laughs> oh man, do we have another break? Or are we good? Yes, we have another. Ah, oh, crap. All right, take the final break. We'll come back, wrap it up with Jay Nick. Coach Gruden, Gary Hahn. Touchdown State! Gary, uh, good good win for State the other night over North Carolina. Touchdown State! Man, Man look. The what? last broadcast for Gary Hahn coming up in the bowl season. Mm-hmm. And let's hope it's in El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of town in El Paso. I really yeah, hope they go, the- they go to the Sun Bowl. That would be a fitting way to end it. We're live from the Sun Bowl. <laughs> Touchdown State! Uh, all right, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a down day for the stock market. The Dow was down 56 points at 35,333. The Nasdaq slipped 9 points at 14,241 and the S&P was down eight at 4550 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors uh, in Greenville at 756-6900. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. Wrapping it up here on a Monday. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Thank you, Joey. Good luck finding a ride home. Chan Man, sorry about your coach. You say good luck finding a ride home. Yeah. I got a ride home. It's Chandler Honeycutt. That's my dog. He we can bicker and argue. Everything's all we good. can bicker. 
man, we're always gonna be good. Oh, we're good. always squashing the bait. Glad to hear that. Good lesson for you people out there. After this, after the show ends, we're gonna go walk around the building. Hold Holding hands. hands. Thanks to Coach Nichols. Fingers inter <laughs> uh, coach. Do the fingers have to be interlocked? I didn't care about all that. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. That's up to y'all. <laughs> How close y'all are. <laughs> Jason, uh, enjoyed it. Thanks for hanging out, man. And uh we'll catch you next week. All right, appreciate it. I win a whole hour. Congratulations to your Falcons. Well, I appreciate Big it. win yesterday. I wasn't gonna brag. I, I let it go under the radar. Until we win another one. Top of that terrible division right now <laughs> with the Saints. Uh, we will see you fine, folks, Tuesday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For the crew here, I'm Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.